Monday, February 5th, 2024. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Old Man's Podcast here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start recording and publishing your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbeam at www.podbeam.com and use the code PODCAST21. That's all capitalized, PODCAST21, for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check them out. Bienvenidos al Old Man's Podcast, el podcast del viejo. Nos puedes escuchar en la app de Podbean Podcast, en Apple y Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music y muchos otros lugares. Si nos quieres escuchar en vivo, nuestro show se transmite de lunes a viernes a las 8 a.m. Tiempo del Centro. Everybody, welcome to the Old Man's Podcast Show with Eric Kirk and the Navigators. Uh, it is Monday, the 5th of February, and we are kicking it in gear. It's a new day, a new week, a new start. So whatever happened last week, just put it behind you and just look forward and let's move ahead. It's going to be a great week for you, a great week for all of us. Want to say hello to all our listeners throughout the world, to all the listeners that we have in Mexico, the UK, Sweden. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Canada, Iceland, Ireland, Malaysia, Angola, Jamaica, baby. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And all our people here in the States, in Oregon, California, Utah, Virginia, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Illinois, and Colorado. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It's good to have you with us. And, uh, man, let's get this day going, right? What do you say, Eric? How's it going? Have a good Absolutely. weekend? Absolutely. Um, hopefully, Grammy had a great birthday weekend, of course, as we start off the new week. She said she had a blast. She she said she had a blast. Took her to her well, favorite um, place uh, on Saturday. Took her up to her favorite place, the Island A Casino uh, that's 15 minutes away ooh. from the house. Yeah, she loves it up there. She goes up there. As a matter of fact, she, sure said, she does. She's heading back up there this morning. She's heading back up there this morning. <laughs> <laughs> taking her I think winnings. She can't stay away. She's taking her winnings and going to go have another little go at it. Yeah. Uh, well, um, we've got Shonda here. We've got Russ as well as Abrit. We've got Cindy and Marley. And um, who else is here? Or is that about everybody? I think that's about it right now. Uh, and it's also trivia week, too, because Friday we will be, of course, um, kicking off that contest to see if we can give away a $50 gift certificate to Flow Denver. But ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this on download and even our live show participants, the live show engagement sort of contest is going on until 29th. So rack up those engagement points so you can 
win that $100 gift certificate to Glowflow Denver. Yeah, and I just put out a couple of notices about that, uh, Eric. Uh, put out one yesterday and put Hi, out Glenn. one today. And uh, yeah, we got that uh, engagement contest going. And it looks like right now, so far right now, Brent from the Pulse is uh, in first place with Sue UK uh, right behind him. Uh, and then the 6-2-0 Patio Gang in third place, and then Crash and Miss Dixie and Russ. Yeah. Paul, Paul G, G. Marley, Trapence Roberts, Cindy, Amber May, Shep, BP49, Brian, Heinrich, J-Baby, Boss Player T, Black Dragons Radio, Aberrant, and Mr. T, which is T-Bone, right. Mr. T, not the, I pity the fool Mr. T. T-Bone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you want to get involved in that. Uh, and uh, we will uh, be, you have an opportunity to win $150 in gift certificates today. I mean, this this, this, this month. month. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing going on there. And today is our Miss Shonda Sinclair Day. She's with us. And I see you're on the panel. Hello, Shonda. Hello. Oh, you sound crisp. You sound oh, crisp good. and good today. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just cross our fingers and hope that my <laughs> connection does not matrix out. Yeah, really, really. I am. Um, and I don't know, like, like, like inter entertainment news, like the Grammy winner who won three Grammys and then was escorted out in handcuffs by police. I mean, talk about a bizarre <laughs> entertainment story. That's oh, funny. I missed that. Uh, before we go there, though, <laughs> let's, before we go there, let's say good morning let's to just, Russ. Russ is on the panel. Ahead. Russ, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm doing well, my friend. How y'all doing? Hey, Shonda. Doing great. Hey, you sound doing good great. today too. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Monday. Beginning of a whole new week. You got a case of the Mondays? It, no, it's oh, no. A, he's Mondays all refreshed. A good thing, man. Yeah, uh, new start. Yeah, new beginning. Good to have you with right. us, Russ. Hey, it's a manic Monday, weekend. right? Yeah. Do you have your tea ready, Russ? You ready for the morning? I am. Yeah. <laughs> you have your have Mountain Dew ready. on the. I do have some tea ready. Do you? Nice. What kind of I tea do, do you I'm drink? Drinking. Uh, sweet iced tea, southern sweet iced tea. Oh, love these. I'm same way too, Russ. That's yeah. nice. Hey, uh, speak, uh, speaking of the Grammys, you said you didn't know what went on. Well, the Grammys, it was a big event, it was the 60th annual Grammys, they were held last night. And uh, area America's sweetheart, Taylor Swift, she took home top prizes. Uh, she was killing it, she was killing it with her, uh, her, her wins. Uh, Miley Cyrus was another big winner. Billy English, uh, who was another Eilish. big winner, and uh, oh, Eilish, Eilish, uh, Billy Eilish. And it says here that during the pre televised segment, the pre televised segment, rapper Killer Mike was escorted from the venue, venue in handcuffs after winning three awards. There you go. Hi, Sammy. <laughs> He won three awards and got escorted. The reason had not been made public as of this writing, so we don't know why he was escorted out. Aww. But uh, that was Maybe uh, he streaked naked through the show. No, that probably <laughs> wouldn't have gotten him arrested. I have no idea. It says uh, "see updates here." Let's click the update here button and see what it says. Uh, I mean, what a you know, Talk what a great day! Welcome. Yeah, I won three. I won three. Uh, oh, it shows him here holding his three uh, little Emmy things. I won three Emmys. Yeah, like and grab, I got, then I got Grammys. arrested. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, lawyer, he's out and will be celebrated. Oh, he, I guess he went in and they got and then got out. It's still not saying, it's still not saying any reason why he got arrested. Hmm. 
but uh, maybe there was a secret yeah, sting operation know. going on. It's still hmm. unclear if he's being booked here. Yeah. You know, and it kind of makes me wonder, birthday? you know. I, I mean, didn't get to say happy birthday to Grammy. Grammy's birthday? <coughs> you didn't? Oh, my goodness. Uh, happy birthday, but she Grammy. had a fun time. Yeah, she had a great time. She uh, was having a blast. We uh, we always have a good time when we go to the casino. We always have a good time. And uh, it's uh, we're just laughing and giggling. What kind of good food did she eat? We went to our favorite uh, sushi place called Long the Long Boat, the Long Boat. And uh, we went in there and we had uh, we got our favorite our sushi roll, which is a California California roll that's been uh, battered in tempura batter and deep fried. Oh, I tell you what, it is so delicious. Uh, There's something about that tempura batter and being deep fried on that sushi roll just makes it great. And then she had her uh, normal uh, noodles uh, soup bowl that she has, ramen noodles with all kinds of good stuff in it. Uh, she just loves it. And she had that. And uh, yeah, she had a great time. She's out there running around, playing machines, winning. She was the big winner between the two of us. And uh yeah, and then when we're getting ready to go, uh, we spent quite a bit of time up there. She goes, "Well, you want to go, or you want you want to go, or do you want to stay around?" I go, "Ah, let's go." She goes, "Okay," and then so she cashed her ticket, and then she goes, "Well, I'm going to bring this up with me when I go uh, Monday." <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So she's heading to go. To bring for the next time. Um, Marley says he likes dragon rolls. Hi, Annie. Tiger um, rolls had, and dragon rolls. I love that, except he likes it with the wasabi, which is fine, and eel sauce. Mm -hmm. I The sauce is okay. I'm not a fan of the eel itself. They are yeah. rubbery and gross. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I like the I, salmon I, rolls. I, get, I stay away from the eel stuff, but yeah. Um, you know, I and I, the California roll, this place where we go, we've had all of their sushis there. And uh, the California roll is the only one that doesn't have anything raw in it. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, you know, we've eaten all of them. I'm ordering some new ones that they got on the menu. This is, this is a couple of times behind us back a few mm -hmm. months back. And I go, well, so does, does these things have, uh, do they have any raw fish in them? Because I'm not too crazy about raw fish. And the waitress looks at me kind of puzzled and so does Grammy. And they go, mm -hmm. well, have you eaten all the others? I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I've eaten all the others, all the other sushis. Yeah. I just want to try the new ones, but I'm, you know, I don't know if I want any of the raw fish. And they go, well, sir, all of our, <laughs> all of our, all of our, uh, our, our rolls have raw fish in them, except for the California roll. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so you've been eating, you've been eating raw stuff all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I like to stay away from the raw ones just because if I'm not, right next to the water on the coast and i saw yeah. them bring those fish in i don't, I don't know, really yeah. like to to do those but um but i do I the salmon agree. rolls that have cooked salmon and i do the Welcome, rolls and they're very good i agree i agree but un unwillingly i'll you know i'm proof that unwillingly i'll eat anything you know if you don't even have to tell me what it is <laughs> if it tastes good i'm munching it down. well um the uh, kind of seafood you like hey, is food that you see with your eyes right exactly Eric, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a joke. 
It's exactly no, it's exactly true. It's exactly true. I know something that Russ would like today. It was Hank Aaron's What's that? birthday today. Hank, Hank Aaron. Aaron Ooh, nice. Was born February fifth, nineteen thirty four, and of course died January twenty second, twenty twenty one. But uh-huh. and I don't even know anything about sports, but I thought that'd be a fun one for Russ. Hank Aaron's yeah. birthday. Great baseball player, Hank Aaron. Yeah, I still uh, consider him the uh, home run king. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, 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 he, he, a lot he, of people do. A lot of people don't look at Barry Bonds because of the steroids and all that. But yeah. Yeah. Hank was a pure, he was a purist. He was a pure player. Yeah. 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 Just relied on his own thing. Yeah. I agree. Well, with you. Um, I, I, kind of agree with you. Um, I, I guess, you know, Pert, Pert, we would probably miss out on this one because um, for some reason he, he swears he doesn't like baseball. But, but me and James always joke with him about it on the slightly serious show. Is he communist? I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to ask him that next time the Slightly Serious Show is on. We'll definitely do that. Hey, I would like to report, uh, give a report on my shoulder. <clears throat> this morning is the first morning I've been able to do it since I hurt my shoulder, which was back, gosh, when did I hurt it? Back in November? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Today is the first morning where I can reach over with my right arm because it's my right shoulder I hurt. The first morning I can read over, reach over to my coffee cup with my right arm, pick it up, and actually drink, drink from it with my right arm. I've not, I, I couldn't do it because the muscles were all tore up and everything. I couldn't lift, I couldn't lift it. I couldn't lift my shoulder. I couldn't lift my arm above my shoulder. I couldn't hold a cup to my face and drink out of it. Today, I'm able to do it. So I am on the mend. I am on the mend. I wonder That's if good. you tore your rotary cuff. I think I did. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. Uh, I got a letter from the Mariners saying that I wasn't going to be eligible to pitch this year. So, yeah. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. So, they want uh, something like a rotary cuff keep them from losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really. Uh, but, man, I tell you what, the one thing about pain, it feels good when it stops hurting. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Uh, let's see. What were we doing yesterday? Grammy was just, uh, she was just like a little kid. Uh, she was so happy and giggling and everything when we went to the casino. We went to the casino, I'm sorry, on Saturday, not yesterday. Saturday, we went to the casino. And, uh, yesterday we just were here goofing around, uh, watching shows and just having a good time. Just having a good time. I thought the weather was going to be halfway decent, um, because Saturday, it was a it was a nice day. Saturday, right where you were at, Shonda, was it a nice day down south? It was a very nice day, and it was supposed to rain, but we had sun all day. It was lovely. yeah, that's how it, it was, was up in, here. But of course, we for sixty. Well, did we get into the sixties? It was like sixty-two degrees. It was in the low sixties, but it was a beautiful day. Yeah, it, that's how it was up here too. And then, of course, well, like you know, I mean, uh, we went up to the casino and spent all day up there goofing around with Grammy's birthday. And so it was supposed to be the same thing to uh, yesterday. It was supposed to be a nice sunny day. So I get up and it looks it looks like, yeah, it looks like it's pretty sunny out there. I thought maybe I'll go do something outside. Opened the door, went outside and was blown uh, immediately up against the neighbor's fence because it was so windy up here. You can't work mm. in the wind like that. Yeah, it was so windy. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, we had a wind advisory yesterday, and it was supposed to last until today, but thankfully it wasn't horrific. Um, we had a little bit, but, 
you know, it wasn't, it didn't stick to the forecast, which mm, is nice. Mm, but California oh. is starting to have their next atmospheric river this week. And um, it's some kind of California hurricane I saw forecast. So we'll see if that happens. California is not supposed to have hurricanes, but I'm not even going to go there. Um, but they did last year have all of that flooding and mudslides and washed away some of the mountain roads and they're expecting that again this year so well it says here roughly 37 million californians were under flood watches or warnings across the state yesterday as an intense storm system began pushing inland while moving southward from the greater san francisco region uh, as of this rioting wind gusts reached up to 85 miles per hour and knocked out power to at least 860,000 customers up and down the coast while more than 100 flights out of san francisco were canceled well yeah yeah uh wow. well no see we don't yeah we don't we have things here on the west coast i think you'll know uh, and you'll agree Sandra. we have things that are like you know why, how come they don't call them hurricanes i don't know but they don't but we have the same rotation and everything, especially up here in the Pacific Northwest. It comes in. We have the high winds and that. I mean, they might not reach, what, 100 miles an hour and that, but 85 miles an hour, that's a that's still a pretty strong wind. You know what I'm talking about? And they don't yeah, call our, them hurricanes. They call them uh, – wind... go ahead. Maybe I went – well, maybe that's a political thing. They didn't want to scare people from coming to the West Coast. Um, our wind advisory for yesterday was 45-mile-an-hour winds. Uh -huh. And there were some gusts, but we didn't get to 45 mile an hour winds. I, I think on the Pacific, they call them cyclones. I think mm. they're called cyclones on the Pacific, where in the Atlantic, they're called hurricanes. Uh, I don't know that for a fact. I, I don't know that, but it just seems like that's what's ringing in my head right now. Uh, cyclones. So I, I don't know. It'd be a good something to cyclones something to check are out. coming in the southern hemisphere near Australia. But the thing about them is they turn in a clockwise direction, whereas ours in the northern hemisphere turn in counterclockwise direction. But when you get over closer to like the Asian continent, they have a thing called typhoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it is a different name here because I remember one one time Shonda looking at the weather. They were showing the weather maps, you know, and their the you know the the satellite pitch imagery and all this and that. And they showed what was coming in our direction one one winter. And I looked, I went, "That's a hurricane," you know. I mean, it's it was just clear as day. It was a hurricane, but they weren't calling it that. Abram mm -hmm. says the main difference between a cyclone and a hurricane is it is the geographical location where they occur. That's what I thought. I thought it's the same thing, just a different name. Hmm. Uh, a cyclone's uh, like a cyclone's not like a hurricane at all. A cyclone's another name for a tornado. You're talking about a tsunami. A tsunami is the same thing as a hurricane. It depends on the geographical location. But uh, a cyclone is definitely a, a, a tsunami is a tsunami um, is where like you have big like tsunami ocean waves is... caused by an earthquake in the ocean. Right. Uh, you're, right, you're talking you about a typhoon. A typhoon, thank you. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, not a tsunami, a typhoon. But a cyclone is definitely a tornado. The only reason I know that is because my high school here was the Chester Cyclones. We had a big tornado as a logo. Hmm. And Texas Pete was our uh, little mascot. Yeah. Tornadoes little. are scary, I can say that. Uh, Avery goes on to... 
Abram goes on to say hurricanes, typhoons, and tropical cyclones are essentially the same weather phenomena. They are all large tropical storm systems that revolve around an area of low pressure and produce heavy rain and wind exceeding uh, speeds exceeding 74 miles Welcome per hour. Donna. The, the difference oh, now, is now it's stormy mascot name. Dif difference, <laughs> the difference is their names as purely geographical. <laughs> no, I'm not, Russell. That's what. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. Cyclones, twisters, tornadoes, big thunder dudes. Well, I like whatever the word twister. Like twister. Twister. I like twister too. Hi, LaDonna. Good to see you. Hey, Crash. Hi, Crash. Uh, good to see Cat with us. Um, yeah. Hey, Shonda, I wanted to ask you a question. Hey, what? So it's, it's been a while. It's been a while, but I, I remember a post that you made on uh, Facebook, and it was uh, having to do with you uh, you uh, discovered how much wind and noise is produced by a helicopter. Do you remember oh, that yeah. post? I was going to ask you, what what did you do to to find that out? I mean, how did you find that out? Did you have an encounter with a helicopter? Uh, somewhere I I well I did but it wasn't really a personal encounter we were at a small regional airport <clears throat> and mm -hmm. uh, just happened to be there right at the moment that they were getting ready to to have a helicopter take off and the nice thing about small regional airports is the runway is directly next to the chain link fence directly next to the parking lot so I was standing at the chain link fence like 15 feet away or less than this helicopter and it started to rev up so i started filming and it was the blast of air when the helicopter when the propellers start to really go <laughs> like they're gonna t lift off uh -huh. is crazy i i mean you've seen it you can see it on tv you see it on movies whatever and people are always bowing down and ducking their heads and you know hair flying but uh to feel it was really cool yeah so I've, always... I've never been up in a helicopter myself and i oh. hadn't been that close to one taking off but it was cool yeah the the movies and television uh they they never really do a, a helicopter justice you know uh because I, yeah, I, the first, my first encounter with a helicopter is we were up the top of a mountain and we had to do an inspection on a helicopter's tail boom. Uh, so we get there, we get to the top of this mountain, the mountain's all flat, you know, and we're sitting there and they go, okay, here it comes, here the bird's coming in. So you can, uh, you know, you can expect, inspect it. And I'm standing out in the, where it's going to land, I'm standing there and I'm just kind of watching it fly to us. And uh, it's it's up above us, and it's it's uh, it's carrying that big cable that they use for hauling lumber because this was a lumber helicopter. And so I'm watching it, and then I notice the cable is like you know ten feet from me, and it's it's coiling on the ground. I'm thinking, well, that's interesting. He's coiling that cable, and I look up, and uh, all of a sudden there's this voice behind me. It goes, "You better get out of the way because <laughs> it's coming down on top of me." <laughs> and uh, I have never heard so much noise nor felt so much wind in my life i mean i ran and we got in i got in our x-ray uh truck that we had there and that thing is just rocking it is so windy so loud 
dirt is flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, they are a noisy, noisy piece of equipment there. Now in yeah. Florida, yeah, I got a little dirt in my eye because I wasn't quick enough to close my eyes. Oh yeah. Now Grammy and I, we did fly in a helicopter when we went to Hawaii. We went to Hawaii and we took a uh, uh, tour of the island. Uh, we were on the Big Island, and uh, they, we took a signed up for a tour, and it was in a helicopter. And uh, it was that's the first time I, that we had ever been in a helicopter, and it was awesome. It, it was totally awesome being in it, you know, and uh, we're flying around. Uh, we could have got a tour. We, you know, we could have took an airplane tour because those were available. But we chose the helicopter because I'd never been in one. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had this uh, former Vietnam War vet flying it. His name was Dave. And uh, a couple of days before we signed up for the tour, we saw a commercial for Blue Helicopter in Hawaii. Blue Helicopter Tours, you know. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Dave. And, you know, he's talking. <laughs> and and I told Grammy, kiddingly, I told Grammy, hey, let's let's go there for a helicopter. And I want Dave to be our pilot. And we laughed. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, whatever. So we went and signed up. And sure enough, Dave was our pilot. I couldn't believe well, it. They've got just Dave and Lou and Lou's on lunch break. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we got in the helicopter and it was flying us around. And, and there's these uh, along the coast of the big island, there's these inland things, you know, that the, that the, the, there's a lot of cliffs on the, on the, um, on the big island. And you see those in the movie Jurassic Park. You know, where they're flying into this little in cove of, of, of uh, land. It, it goes to the coast and then it goes in and it's all cliffs, you know. And um, he, so he flies us in there. He flies us in one. We go to the end when we're we're stopped, we're hovering and he's whipping the, the helicopter around so we can get a 360 degree look at everything, you know, and, and, you know, and he's telling us about the island and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes. You can't do this in an airplane, folks. <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. So I was curious about your if you had to. I think if you if you get a chance, you ought to fly in one. You ought to fly in one. Well, you know, we almost did when we were in Branson, Missouri. Um, they do helicopter tours. They, there's a thing called uh, Branson Helicopter Tours. Imagine uh -oh. that. And um, you can do several sure different can, ones. The least expensive one is only $35. It's pretty short. It's just a three mile, like 10 minute little flight. Mm -hmm. um, not maybe not even 10 minutes. And it's just up, circle the city and down. Um, and $35 per person. We thought that'd be kind of cool. But then you can take the longer ones. They have an eight mile flight, which is $60 a person. They have a 10 mile flight for $100 a person. And they have an 18 mile flight for 129 and they also have a 28 mile flight which apparently mm. takes 18 minutes and it's 180 dollars per person and wow. each of those does a different thing um and takes you over a different part of the city so we almost did it the little short one but i i don't i don't really trust helicopters well, so yeah you're not you know, the only one 
Well, I mean, do you remember when you're a kid and you have the little rubber bandy helicopter mm -hmm. thing that you you twist and twist and twist and twist and then it takes off and you see how if just something goes a little awry, it's like going sideways and crashing and burning into the side of your building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you're, you know, like any little something could cause you to crash and burn. And I don't know. I trust them less than airplanes, although they do look super cool. I had a uh, an acquaintance that I knew. He was an older gentleman and he was a pilot, been a pilot his entire life, you know. And uh, he he says uh, he'll ne he'd never get in a helicopter. And he's a he was mm -hmm. a pilot. He goes, mm -hmm. they just aren't made to fly. He goes, I don't, I don't under, they're, they're, that's just not supposed to fly, you know, and uh, he'd never get in a helicopter, but uh, yeah, they're, they're interesting. It's all interesting how they fly in that, but uh, yeah, I've been in a small airplane. I've been in a helicopter and then obviously bigger planes uh, traveling around the, uh, the world for my job, but uh, no, helicopters don't bother me. If you got confidence in the pilot, it's gotta be, you know, you gotta have confidence in the pilot. Yeah. Uh, seems to me like uh seems to me like a helicopter helicopter pilot has more things going on than an airplane pilot he's got his foot things he's got a hand and a control in each hand and uh, i don't know well i i dated a pilot briefly in my 20s Ooh. oh it was so cool <laughs> i mean aside from the fact that he was you know, kind of cool, kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't super well suited for each other, so it didn't last a very long time. But um, he was a charter pilot. So he flew a little Navajo 710. And I got to fly from the middle of California on a charter flight to Nevada, taking a group of people that went gambling. And then um, I got to go and he would do like uh, private flights for some of the Hollywood people. And we had to go pick someone up in Van Nuys, California, and then drop them off. And I got to fly co-pilot. So that was really cool. Getting to listen to the tower and put, you know, wear the headset, watch from the front window of the plane. Yeah. Um, but the turbulence in a little Navajo is... A little disconcerting when you're when you're you know climbing and you're on the little stair steps of air <laughs> that kind of throws you around a, a bit unnerving yeah yeah but yeah, he was a good pilot and uh yeah it was nice <clears throat> yeah i saw a video of a guy flying uh, a guy flying one of those little planes you know you're sitting next door to you sitting right on top of each other and he's flying and the prop the the prop came off the the prop in front of the plane it just it just put it just oh, broke off. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and they happened to be filming it, you know, uh, filming it from behind him, you know, so you're seeing him, you're seeing the pilot and the guy sitting next to him and out the window. And all of a sudden there's no prop and uh, no panic whatsoever in this guy. None. He just, at least, you know, while he was piloting the plane and he just, <laughs> right. he just goes on and brings it around. It's really quiet. And he's, he's, now he's uh, now he's uh, um, a glider. Now he's a glider because he has no mm. power, and he he finds a little place, a little patch of land, and he goes into it and and lands it, and go. And when he's all done, he goes, "Well, that was interesting." You know, it's like, man, that has scared me to death. 
that yeah. would have been scary well that's what i one thing i liked about the navajo is it was a twin engine with prop mm -hmm. you know the little propellers on each side so you know theoretically i guess if you lose one you've got the other side to help you navigate but um yeah i don't know that's the little ones are kind of scary you hear all the oh well wasn't wasn't it over the weekend the day the music died the um the anniversary of that and you think of all the little planes that have uh, gone down over the years and, I, I don't know yeah it but was yeah. recently it was just in the last few days the anniversary yeah. of that yeah a lot of people uh, a lot of people uh, a lot of a lot of it seems like a lot of magician uh, magicians a lot of musicians have died in uh, playing in helicopter crashes yeah. yeah I don't know it's great crazy well stuff. I think I don't know, but I think some of that is possibly because they pushed through to make it during bad weather because they were, you know, they had to get there. They had a show and um, they would fly in ice and snow and fog and, you know, all the different things. Yeah, um, I, I I think you're right, because that one that with Billy, ha uh, uh, who's the guy? Buddy Holly. And the big bopper and Richie Valance and when that plane day, they it was bad weather. It was bad weather. Right. Well, that was they, the music. They, that was the day of the music. <clears throat> yeah. And they pushed him. They pushed him. They wanted him to go. You know, they wanted him to go, hey, crazy lady. Hi, Poe. Yeah, they pushed him because they wanted him. To, they wanted to get to the next thing. So they pushed him to fly into bad weather and they crashed. Yeah. And I I, I think the same thing uh, with Kobe Bryant. You know, I think the same thing there. They had someplace they had to go. The weather wasn't really favorable for one reason or another, and they just pushed it to fly. Uh, you know, pilots need to say no. You know, just say no. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and then you when know, they say, Waylon oh. Jennings, yeah, uh -huh. Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on that flight and right. gave up gave up his seat. Hypoetic. And then um, Chrissy I forget Lady, who the other person was, but there was a coin toss that ended up uh, Six to a penny of shame ended up Dawn getting to go. Cindy. Yeah. I, I I know I. Well, it was see, February third, nineteen fifty nine. Wow, I'm the type of person that if there's bad weather, I just don't want to be on a plane. Period. And uh, you know when when Grammy came from Mississippi, that was a bad weather weekend. You know when yeah. she flew in from uh, when she flew in from uh, Mississippi, and uh, I remember you know she was I, I had her I had her text me every time you know where she was, you know, um, you know, text me when you get to the airport, text me when you're at the gate, because I'm a, I am a nervous wreck when, when, uh, my baby's traveling, man, without me, I am a nervous <laughs> wreck. And so she's texting me and texting me. And, uh, the last word I got, cause she went from, um, uh, she went from Memphis to see, uh, to Salt Lake city. That was coming home. That's where she was. So she gets to Salt Lake city. And she goes, okay, well, we're going to be boarding. Oh, all right. They sat in the plane on the tarmac for an hour, waiting for the weather to clear here in Portland so they could get here and land. And, uh, hey. yeah, it was late. She was late coming. And, uh, you know, and uh, I was just a nervous wreck. Uh, where's this flight? Where's this flight? It's on its way. It's on its way. Where's this flight? You know, and the, so she finally lands. And, I mean, it was all good. It was, it was all good. But I, I – yeah, I, I'm I'm nervous in a plane. I am just nervous, especially yeah. when they hit those turbulence. Oh, jeez, Louise! One well, time, my brother and niece. Uh, sorry, you, I, uh, you're going to tell a story. No, no, but my ahead. brother and niece uh, went to Ireland in May 
last in 2023 and they were on a flight that took off and was you know going for 20 minutes before something went wrong and they had to circle back and and go land deplane them and they had to wait you know however long to get another flight some technical electronic thing happened on the plane and they had to go land it so yeah crazy lady says maybe that is because you inspected the parts of planes is why you're nervous that's exactly why i'm nervous because before before i started doing aircraft inspections i could get on a plane and not be worried about it at all but once i went into a hangar where there's planes in there needing an inspection and they're stripped down to just the metal on the plane there's no paint on them there's nothing inside them they strip all the insides out all you have is a fuselage, you know, sitting there. And the first time I walked up the stairs into that fuselage, I crossed from the outside to the to the threshold into the body of the plane and went, are you oh, kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I looked, I looked in, I looked outside, I looked inside. I go, this is all that's to an airplane? Yeah, I did. I, I, I started getting nervous. Yeah, started getting nervous. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I have a friend who's an airline mechanic and he... Um, kind of knows which airlines you should and shouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah, see, and that's another thing. Those, oh, yeah, yeah. He'll say, oh, yeah, I know some things yeah, about that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like that one incident they had not too long ago where that uh, uh, that one door, that one uh, door uh, opened up and got ripped off the plane, you know, while they were in flight. That was uh, a Portland plane. That plane yeah, that was, was from from the portland airport yeah that plane that the door ripped off is actually the flight that we're all taking to alaska out of seattle oh yeah <laughs> well that's the, exact, um, that's the exact plane the flight number that's the plane that we're supposed to take yeah. good luck wow. <laughs> well, i learned from my friend though that that was um an equipment issue there is there's a new design so that window was near the bay door that opens in an emergency to let right. people down the blow up slide and uh, the the new there they have a new fleet of planes newer that they've purchased and those air uh those windows are a new design and they open differently than they used to and somehow they open more easily than they used to and uh, yeah the spring loaded something gave gave way and that allowed that window to open when it wasn't supposed to and then yeah somebody near supposedly had like a young adult person or you know older teenager um had their t-shirt fly off from the from the suction vacuum mm -hmm. suction and they can say and do all tell you all public all they want to in their reports but for me at bottom line it comes down to somebody did not do their job <laughs> well no it well yes yes but what i think is going to happen so they grounded they grounded the entire fleet of those, of those planes, planes that yeah. had those windows and they were going to re retrofit and remove and exchange those windows but what i'm pretty certain is going to happen is the airline is going to sue the manufacturer of the windows for uh, a manufacturing defect yeah. uh, or a actually probably a design defect and then there'll be some new design defect litigation going on and you know that'll that'll wind yeah, up the, 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 the liability is unbelievable when things like that happen 
I mean, they got the FAA comes in and they go through every piece of documentation for that airplane. They go back. They look to see who inspected what. They know, they know who inspected what at what time during the day of the weekday. I mean, they they inspect everything because the the uh, inspection work and that on airplanes is so it's got to be too. It's so documented oriented. You know, everything is documented. Everything's you know, uh, and those guys that go in and do that uh, failure analysis stuff. Oh man, you don't. I, I I I always got nervous when those people come in. Those people come in because they could they could uh, well like for example there was an F fifteen when an F fifteen fighter jets first came out they were doing a they were doing a uh, te- uh, the 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 uh, the first flight of the F fifteen they got it up in the air they're flying it and they're they're flying they're coming into the base uh, they're bringing it back and the uh, chase jets are with them you know they always. They're always followed. They're always followed by a chase jet. And this one chase jet goes, what's that coming out of the out of, out of the airplane? Well, he's like, what? They go, yeah, it looks like smoke. Looks like smoke's coming out of the airplane. And so he gets told by the tower. And this is true that this video is out there. And they, they go, get closer so you can see what it is. So he gets a little, flies a little closer, and it's hydraulic fluid. It's not smoke. It's hydraulic fluid coming out of this F-15, oh. this brand-new F-15. And he, he goes, well... Uh, now the pilot of the F-15 is starting to complain about not being able to control the jet. And they're a half mile away, a half mile away from landing it. And he says, I can't hold it in the air anymore. He gets, he ejects out and it sounds just like Eric doing the dishes, all that big crashing and noises going I on. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's all right. And they, they crash it. They, they crash. Hey, excuse me, so, TV channel. Welcome. So the uh, the risk of management people come in there. I mean, the failure analysis people come in there, and they they look at all the wreckage and everything, and they chase it down to a five dollar brass fitting, a five dollar brass fitting that failed on wow. that. Yeah. So I mean, these guys they look at everything. It's amazing what they can do. You know, it's not like it takes. They did it done over a weekend. It might take them a while, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. LaDonna well, says, um, <clears throat> went to Chicago on a six seat company plane uh-huh. during a snowstorm, and my Ooh. mother's business partner was the pilot. Uh, haven't been on a plane since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you we, know, people we say. We watched. Um, sorry, I interrupted you again. We uh-huh. rewatched Patsy Klein documentary the other oh. night. And that was also another plane crash. But I'm just reading here that because it looked it, on the on the movie that we watched, it it made it look like um, they, they lost a little bit of engine power, and that's what caused them to have to nosedive. But in fact, they believe that it was just the um, weather the visibility that caused the pilot to get disoriented Mm -hmm. and they ended up in a downward spiral. Um, And then when the, when they cleared the clouds, they, he realized he was in that downward spiral because he had apparently lost visual reference with the ground. And um, when he tried to pull up, it was too late and they hit a tree 30 feet off the ground. Man, that's, 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 that's crazy. You know, people say that they have trust issues. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anything, and I don't trust anybody. And I always go, really? They go, yep, I don't trust nothing. I go, 
uh, first off, do you drive a car? They go, yeah. I go, well, you're trusting that that car is going to start every time you turn that key. And then when you're out driving, you're trusting the other drivers are going to do what they're supposed to do so you don't get in a crash. I don't uh, trust do them. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there is an element of trust there. Otherwise, you would never be out on the road driving. Uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah, but it's just crazy stuff like that, crazy stuff. But, I, you know, I mean, flying's cool. I mean, they say it's safer than being on a car and being in a car. And I go, I, you know, yeah, I guess whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, we used well, to deal with we all, were... Go ahead. We used to deal with the big engine manufacturers for uh, the big Boeing and the big Boeing and the Airbus passenger jets and fighter jets, you know. We used yeah. to deal with the engine manufacturers. So you have your... Uh, Pratt and Whitney, your Rolls Royce, uh, your GE, all these big power 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 plants they call them. They go in the jet engine, you know, the jet engines just go in the planes. And we're having this big meeting with the Pratt and Whitney guy, the the big dog from the Pratt and Whitney's there, you know. And he goes, you know, and he's talking, and we're all manufacturers of their parts and components, you know. And he goes, you know. When I when people fly, you know what they worry about? They worry about, you know, is the plane going to be on time? Is my luggage <laughs> there waiting for me? You know, are they going to serve a hot meal on this flight? And he goes, et cetera, et cetera. He goes, you know what I worry about when I get on a plane? Is this engine going to fail or is it going to get me there? And I'm just going, nice, nice. Thanks for tell us, telling us that, you know. Yeah. Was the guy that worked on it hung over? Did he, exactly. was he still drunk? Was he maybe still slightly drunk from the night before when he got to work that morning? You know, it yeah. sounds funny. You say that. It sounds funny, everybody. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah, but that's true. That's what those uh, failure analysis guys look into. They. That's what I yeah. say. They know who looked at what and when they looked at it and they, and you know, how they were feeling that day. I mean, it's, it's yeah. incredible, but. Uh, well, and thanks. there are rules I learned from dating the pilot uh, uh -huh. about how many hours before your flight, are you allowed to have your last drink of alcohol? Mm -hmm. And I want to say it was a 12 hour window or might've even been an 18 hour window that they are not allowed to, to have any <clears throat> alcohol before they fly. Things like airplane pilots, <clears throat> doctors. I mean, when you have to have something, you know, you're in a plane or you're you're having to have something done on you. You know, we never think about did they how did they graduate at the top of their class or the bottom of their class? <laughs> we never think about things like that. Did this pilot just skip skin get through by the skin of his teeth? You know, woo boy, one more point, I wouldn't have passed my pilots. You know, it's like, well, I don't know. And uh, I think every so often they have to be reevaluated. Like they have to go into like one of those like flight simulation, you know, things like, you know, to that kind of mimics like, like you're, you're actually like flying a plane, but, but you're really just looking at computer screens because, and that's, and they're really keeping an eye on you because they've got to test you to make sure you're still, you know, are, are where you're able to mentally and physically, excuse me, mentally and physically, you know, like be able to fly an airplane safely. Or as that one Apollo 13 astronaut's mom would say, if these pilots know how to fly it, they better know how to land it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah they got to go through recertifications and all that. But you bring up a thing about the flight simulators. I've seen those flight simulators. And uh, I mean, if you're into video games, man, those flight simulators are awesome. Well, being an airplane I mean, pilot are, is not for the faint of heart, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, it's not. 
But uh, yeah, I would like, I've always wanted to get in one of those flight simulators. They go, do you think you No, no, I'd crash. I'd crash in it for sure. But uh, just to get in it and, and uh, see what it's like. Oh, interesting. Interesting topic. Don't be afraid to fly, everybody. Go ahead. Enjoy your flights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um. Well, that's uh, what. Go ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say that's what the Gran Turismo movie is about. Um, a whole group of people who were extremely good at playing Gran Turismo or uh, whatever the video oh, game yeah, was. Yeah. The car race was. One. Mm -hmm. which was in fact a, basically a simulator. This video game was created as an exact simulator to driving these cars. And um, I think it was 2010 or 11, they had a contest to see if they could take the, the highest uh, scoring video game players mm -hmm. and convert them to actual drivers. And they had a couple that turned out to be award-winning in the actual races in those cars so yeah, the movie that, gran turismo that, is about that. it's actually a pretty that good a, movie isn't that a true story i mean is, yes. isn't it a it's based yes. on something that actually i mean you know happened. they i think they embellished in the movie just a little oh. bit here and there to you know for creative license but but yeah the overall story is is true and uh, the movie when we started watching it it starts off slow and we thought eh, cheesy weird not going to be good but it turns out to be a very good movie so i i'm going to i'm going to i'm hoping that i can pick it up on one of the streaming things i got because i'd really like to see that movie yeah, yeah it's, i'm not uh, sure which one it's on but it's definitely streaming now well there had to be some kind of extra uh, extra uh instruction and practicing and that kind of stuff because i mean you're you're going from you know you're going from doing a basically a driving simulator into an actual car and you have all the different uh, how things feel in the actual car you know mm -hmm. you're sitting well, in here the one kid actually <clears throat> didn't have a driver's license before uh before doing this uh -huh. he no, maybe he was new. He had a new driver's license. Um, it, there was one scene where he took the family car and he wasn't supposed to be out with it by himself. And I think it was because he was driving on a, on a, a permit, uh, you know, new driver's permit. And um, so that he had never really driven a real car before going and getting in these that go 300 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was very interesting. Speaking of speaking of a kid getting a driver's license, I read this thing. I, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true or just made up, but it seems it seems true to me. But this guy was saying that his his kid just got his license and everything, and um, you know he uh, came and picked up his dad at a local you know local neighborhood establishment, and because he had been drinking, so he come to pick him up so he could go home. You know and. Uh, they get in the car, they're driving home, and the dad, he says, he tells, he asks his son, hey, can we stop at McDonald's so I can get something to eat? And he says his son told him afterwards that he had been waiting forever to say this to him. The son looks at his dad and goes, no, we got food at home. <laughs> Speaking of food, did you see that breakfast sandwich that Eric posted in the chat? uh no he sent me a separate oh, picture right here i'm gonna look it. at it right now oh no i didn't it miss it so I good. right here well but oh, he has yeah. spam 
egg, cheese on toast, on toast. and it's added the breakfast sandwich. A hash brown. Uh, had, had hash brown really patty. Good. I mean, it's I'm, golden. I'm, yeah, it yeah looks so like I it, think it I decided like to experiment. Cheese. Oh, that's a good but, looking sandwich, Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I decided to experiment by adding the hash brown patty. That's spam, Eric? That's spam? The sp spam is the meat and then the egg and cheese in between the spam and the hash brown patty. Oh, man, that looks so good. Yeah, I'd that's eat that so in a good. heartbeat. I would eat that in a heartbeat. <laughs> only thing I, I guess, Grammy, you have to put that on the shopping list. <laughs> oh, no. She'd have me make it. She'd have me make it for her. Uh, yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> but you'd have to season the hash brown patty with, you know, like the right amount of seasoning that way to, for it to have some taste. Oh, you just, uh, you yeah. just warm it up in the grease from the spam. <laughs> <laughs> that or you pop it in the oven or, or an air fryer. Speaking of spices and that, I, uh, Shonda, I want to ask you, do spices go bad? Because I saw this guy, this guy posed that question because he had a jar of cumin in a jar and that jar he's had that jar since 1985 and he was mm. saying do spice you know do spices go bad is that cumin still going to be good in that jar i don't know do spices go bad i think they if it depends on if that how if they have any oil content they can go a little rancid mm -hmm. um and they they can just go stale but i don't think necessarily that they go bad wherein they would be unsafe to eat yeah. they just lose their freshness and flavor do you know anything about that rust through spices you know like human i don't know but if they don't go bad that'd be really cool man when i was up in a mountain house this past uh -huh. year i yeah. was cleaning out everything and i found an unsealed uh little can of nutmeg from 1982. Oh, nice. And, uh, was it in the little shillings, the, year, the metal shillings can? Yes, yes. And that's the year I was adopted. So, um, it was really? Kind of cool. So I kept it. It's sitting on my no, shelf. No, I would. Should... That's uh, cool. That's very cool. If you don't go bad, dude, I might try it. You know? I was going to say, aren't you tempted to just kind of <laughs> open it, put your finger in there and take a taste? Mm, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, no, good. I, no, I, I, just, I was like, dude, this is, no. I thought, I just assumed it all goes bad. So I just left it unopened. You know I, mean? uh, I don't think so. But, you know, you never know what they did to that can or didn't do to it. So uh, I don't know if I would trust it from somebody else's open can, but, yes, sir. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it really goes yeah, bad. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's an expiration date, but yeah, but that, unless, they, it, unless it got, unless there was moisture that got in and mold grew or something like that, as long as it's been airtight right. and you know, it still looks fresh and smells fresh. Mm -hmm. It's going to lose freshness, but I don't think it goes bad. You know, the, the most perfect food that doesn't go bad is honey, pure raw honey can, you can eat it thousands of years from now if it's been stored uh, in a way that doesn't, you know, cause it to, some of it can grow mold if it gets contaminated, but if it's pure, it can, it's good forever. Really? As long as it's sealed up, right? I guess, huh? Honey is the perfect yeah. food. Yeah. I mean, not sealed necessarily in, you know, something man-made, but just if it's somewhere that is protected and and still sealed in a way even if nature seals it mm -hmm. um, you can still eat it thousands of years i love honey man i really do well i was thinking about spices because there was a time there was a time and a place in the in this uh big old planet earth where spices 
I mean, that was almost like uh, that, that was like money. I mean, you know, spices. Oh, I mean, yeah. if people the spice were trading, trade was trading big. Spices. Well, that's yeah. what the, the Silk Road um, and some of the other trade routes were completely created based on spice trades and tea, tri- spice and teas. Well, now you're talking back when, uh, when uh, Genghis Khan was running around because they had to get uh, permission from him to cut across uh, Asia and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and they're dealing with spices and uh, that kind of goods and that kind of stuff. So I was thinking about that. I was thinking, well, you know, they didn't really have, I mean, they, they, how did they store their spices and all that stuff, you know? Because uh, spices have been around forever. I mean. Right. Yeah. Well, since the beginning of vegetation on Earth, yes. And old man yeah. purses. The old man purse on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to pay for something. You know, well, I got some myrrh here. I'll, I can pay you with some myrrh. Got a little cue, man. What do you take? What will you take? Yeah. Uh, well, and as we have learned from the herbal days, they ha- a lot of them have good medicinal properties and, and things that you can use uh, you can make poultices. You can heal things. They're good for your body. So, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, are we? Are uh, you and Shelby having your uh, tea and herb thing next week? I believe so. We're we're supposed to talk by phone. I'm not sure what the what her focus is. She was planning it this time. So, um, yeah, I think we're supposed to. Okay. And then uh, our author talk that was going to happen today has been moved to the 26th um, with Neil Offen. And yeah. That was a fiasco. And, was it? <laughs> yeah, for he me. To, yeah. Well, he sends me an email. He sends me an email and says, hey, Jim, sorry, something's come up and I'm not going to be able to make the fifth. Can we do it another weekend? Can we, do, I mean, another Monday? Can we do it the 12th, 19th, or 26th? And so I got, when I finally got around to getting his email, I, um, I wrote back, I got a hold of you and, uh, we wrote back and said, yeah, the, uh, 26 would work. And then I hit send. And then I noticed that there was an email from him and he goes up, oh, never mind. The, the fifth is cleared up. I'll be able to do it. And I go, Oh, oh we, we already, we already did the 20. And then, so he gets my thing about the 26. And then uh, I'm going, oh, what are we going to? And then, you know, our, our, our emails were like right behind each other. And, and we finally, <laughs> I, I finally sent him an email. I finally said, okay, are we going the 5th or the 26th? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he goes, Well, 26th. that's funny because I told my husband this morning, I don't know if I'm interviewing an author today or not. Because the last thing I heard from the old man was uh, maybe the 5th and maybe the 26th. I'm not sure where we left it. <laughs> Right. Hey, uh, and speaking of which, is she still in the room? Is crazy lady still in the room? I don't see her. I don't see her. She's got, uh, she's been doing some artist, uh, you know, drawings, sketches Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. She's been doing some sketching with some, uh, a class online thing that she's been doing. And she's been in contact with this, uh, instructor and, uh, uh, we're trying to hook up and uh, see if we can't get him to come in and do an interview and talk about his uh, his uh, you know his sketch class, his drawing class. So oh, nice. that girl can I, draw, man. I've seen her sitting there on. Uh, I've been on video chat with her while she's drawing. Uh huh. And, and she's good, man. She's she's good. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've you know she's posting stuff and I see uh, you know she yeah through the 
the time, a great improvement. I mean, really improving uh, with her artistic oh, no. abilities. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if I can find. Because uh, I thought, well, that would be fun to talk to him. Uh, you know, talk to an author. Yeah. I mean, not an author, but a um, an artist. An artist and uh, about his uh, classes in that. Let's see. Yeah. What's his name? His name is... He's got a thing called the uh, draw um, online learning and drawing lessons with Mark Kistler, K I S T L E R. Uh, he's at draw3d.com, and that's his website, markkistler.com, M A R K K I S T L E R.com. Um, so um, uh, this is where she's getting it, and she says she's been talking to him. And she mentioned uh, our show, and he said, uh, "I sent, I had her contact him by email. And said, hey, email, uh, contact me, email me, send me your contact information, and this and that, and this and that, and we'll get the ball rolling because that's how we do it. If you've got an author or an artist or a musician, and you want us to do an interview with them, they got to email us so we can get the ball rolling that way. Uh, but I haven't got an email back from him yet. I haven't got an email back from him yet, so." That'll be interesting if we can get that working on. So we got that going on. And Sean, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, how's that Writers Road public group going that you got on Facebook? Seems like it's growing. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, I'm in a couple of other groups and, the, you know, each group has its own kind of focus and culture. And uh, one of the other groups that I've been in for a while has people leaving Um and partly it's because the type of work they do is not what people want there. And so um, I've had some people kind of matriculating over because, you know, mine is maybe a closer fit for some of them. So, yeah. So now, writers, writers Road, yeah. the public, I, that's I like that your word a group. lot. Matriculating. Hey, welcome. That matriculating. Yeah, that's a good oh, word. Well, thank you. That's your group. That's your group, though, right? Riders Road. Riders Road is my group. Yes, okay. and uh, yeah, and my yeah. private my private group is currently called Riders Road Twenty Twenty Four Fearless Writing Group, and that's because we are a small break off group that is in a private group where we can share the writing, and everybody can feel kind of safe and know that it's not you know, out there for the entire world, if, because not everybody wants to write for a full publication. Some people just want to write to practice writing and share right. with a small group. So we have a small group that that's um, what I ca I'm capping at a certain number. I haven't met the number yet. I'm not uh -huh. sure what my number is, but um, I'm, I'm nearing 50 and I'm, I'm either going to cap at 50 or 75, depending on. Is that how your private group? Go. Your private group? Yeah. Yeah. The private group. Yeah. Because I think your public group is over, I think you're up around 60-some, aren't you, in your public group? Yes, yeah. And that's yeah. been kind of just sitting there. I hadn't really done much with it. It was just, it's it's like organically growing people as they stumble in. Mm -hmm. um, the private group, I actually put together from the writing sanctuary that I did in, in the, it was a winter writing retreat that I did where about 12,000 people attended virtually. And um, we broke off from that to, to keep our own momentum going. And yeah, so I've had people coming from that. Well, I've been trying so. to send a lot of people to the public group. Uh, 
Yeah, and um, and I, I, Author Overlord is going to help me promote the public group a bit as well. Oh, well, you know, author, yeah, Author Overlord, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a branch off of uh, Podcast Overlord. And uh, yeah, good deal with that. And uh, yeah, I was, and I'm I, going I, to, I mean, you know, everybody's doing courses, 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 but there is a lot of room for course content. And I'm actually, I'm learning from my, my private group and from some of my public groups that uh, there is room for a course about how to set up a Substack account, which is like a medium account, but um, Substack was, you know, geared primarily for writers. And a lot of people don't know how to do it or understand the, the basics. Um, there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. So I'm going to do a little uh, course about that. And in my private group, we are doing a Zoom meeting once a month. And the second, we're doing one hour writing group. And then I'm staying on for a second hour as a tutorial to help people develop their Substack accounts. So I'm going to do a, a course um, that's downloadable that gives people a step-by-step -step about Substack and then uh, one about publishing because even though I don't have, you know, a bunch of books published, I do have the degree and I did take classes about publishing. And so there are some things I know that people can benefit from learning. Um, we have a guy that I've been helping just kind of helping him navigate through what do I do now that I wrote something? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. How do I get it published? Um, so there are a lot of questions you have to ask yourself. Are you going traditional or you self-publishing? And depending on that avenue, you've got different answers and different things you have to do. So. And you are one of the smartest people I know. Oh, well, Welcome thanks. back, Six. You had a great writer. <laughs> I love your writing. Hey, if you're in the show, you're coming in the show, and you're new to the show, it's your first time visiting, hit that follow button <clears throat> and become part of the pod people family that we have here. And uh, you'll get notices of when we're going live and everything. And I appreciate you coming in and being a listener. But hit that follow button for us and be, uh, be official, the official member of the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators. Um, he loves you. Hey, you get to meet Grammy one day. Grammy okay, so I have one more thing um, before I talk about how we doubled our downloads in the last tw 12 months. That was amazing to me. Um, but I wanted to say hey, it is uh, Hi, we are back to uh, sled dog season. And the Yukon Quest is going on this year. It's the thousand mile race that happens before the Iditarod. And it just started two days ago, February 3rd. So um, if you wanted to follow the Yukon Quest, it's at yukonquest.com. And the crazy thing is there are only seven entrants this year. I am shocked. So I don't know what that's all about, but um, seven people are doing the thousand mile Yukon quest. And then the Iditarod is in March and it starts in 26 days. So we will be talking about that again as we move toward it because I love sled dog racing. Hey, well, maybe it's, uh, is it early in the registering for that race? You think there may be some late people coming in and registering? No, the race started on the third. Oh, it it's already started. Ago. And mm -hmm. only seven people. 
Seven people. And only one name I recognize. Michelle Phillips uh, usually runs the Iditarod each year, too. And she's been um, sledding for, uh, I don't know, a hand, at least 10 years. Uh-huh. And um, she's the only name I recognize in the in the field of seven for the Yukon Quest. And she is currently at mile 231. Does the Yukon Quest, does it run in conjunction with the Iditarod? No, or it they... runs now in February. I did okay. a ride is in March. Oh, I got uh, you. Okay. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. The, good job paying attention, old man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm checking out. We're talking dog racing. Checked out. No, I didn't <laughs> check out. <laughs> but funny. I wanted to tell people, and we don't have to go over the hard numbers, but I, um, in talking with authors and some of the groups that I'm in, I run across people now and then, and I don't offer it to everybody because frankly, I don't want to do an author interview every Monday. Um, And probably the audience doesn't want to listen to an author interview every Monday. Um, But we do want to continue to help promote other authors when we can. And when I have one that just kind of grabs my attention or catches my eye or whatever, um, I offer, I just say, if they say, oh, I've just put a book out, I will send them a message and say, hey, I do author interviews. If you're interested, this is how it works. And sometimes you get people, well, so I had one guy and I, I, I offered that and he said he was in Czech Republic and that's really far away and probably he's not a candidate for that. So I said, well, you know, I mean, no pressure. We're not going to force you to come on our show, but, um, we've interviewed someone from Ireland. We've interviewed someone from the UK. We've had someone from India. Um, I haven't author interviewed them, but we have people from Australia in all the time. Uh, and I think the, one of the ladies was from Bulgaria, right? One of our author interviews. Um, so I said, look, you know, don't, don't worry about that. You're only nine hours ahead of us. So it'd be 4 p.m. your time at 7 a.m. our time. So Mm -hmm. if you want to do it, go for it. But then I thought maybe, you know, because they don't know if they don't listen to our podcast, we might be a very small podcast that isn't going to get them any exposure. So I went and asked the old man, what are our numbers? And um, we have some pretty impressive download numbers and we actually grew double in 2023 over 2022 yeah almost almost exactly double just a few thousand short of doubling our download numbers for the year so yay old man i think that's pretty awesome yeah i don't uh um i don't i don't go out and you know i don't i don't go on tell everybody a lot about what our numbers are anymore. Uh, Grammy goes, you know, sometimes it sounds like you're just patting yourself on the back and I'm sure people are getting tired of hearing you bragging about yourself. So <laughs> I, I don't publish the, well, I, the numbers. Yeah. We don't have to publish the the hard numbers, but, um, but I, I do think sometimes people care a little bit about whether, you know, if they're going to come on the show for sure, they care about whether you've got listeners and um, yeah. we definitely well, going do back, have uh, listeners. Yeah. We're talking about being author. proud of your achievements, my friend. You're yeah, doing well, very and well. also, you, you know, my husband it. was like, my husband was like with those numbers, then if you guys had an editor, you, you know, you could really, you could really climb up the ranks. And I said, yeah, but you know, the old man, it's a, it's a hobby and he doesn't want to turn it into 
a job, a, a forced thing that he has to do for performance numbers. So he's not about the numbers. Um, I just like the fact that his hobby um, is so interesting to so many people and that we do have the numbers to back up the fact that we're a pretty decent, you know, decently yeah. listened to podcast. Uh, talking about author highlights that we do, if you're interested in hearing the author highlights interviews that Shonda has done, is you can find them on our webpage, www.theoldmanspodcast.com, and you go to the uh, episodes, you go to the episodes uh, section, and up in the, up in the uh, search, search bar, you can type in author author highlights and they'll populate that way uh i think it's a little quicker if you put tom t-o-m tom's author highlights and they come in because we actually did two things with our authors if you're an author we do two things you have the main show where you do we do an interview with you like we would do an interview with you right now in this main show and then when the main show's done i take and isolate that interview out of the show and republish it as a standalone uh, kind of mini cast uh, of the interview. So there's no extra stuff. You know, we're not talking about airplanes and all that. It's just the interview and we post repost that. Now we did, uh, Shonda, we did like 18 in uh, 2023. I think we yes. did 18. Mm -hmm. And out of the 18, with the 18 uh, authors that we did, it averages out that those interviews averaged out 175 per author, 175 downloads per author. Now, that's people that are listening to your interview, 175 people. Right. And that's not a bad well, number. That's not a bad number. Right. And that, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's very good. And then we have you know into the multi-thousands of of listeners overall um and can i say our all-time download number sure so at at this point our all-time download number is 180,711 downloads and engagements 725,000 engagements almost 726,000 engagements mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty impressive, you know, yeah, for a hobby yeah, for a hobby thing that, you know, we're not you don't go out really pushing it. We just it's built slowly and and I like the fact that we use it to help other people get their information out there and help other people grow. Yeah, and there's two other uh two other uh uh stats that go with that is listeners, 64,000 listeners and uh, 3,195 followers is what we have. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, my, it's my baby. And, uh, you know, come on, come on little podcast. You know, I got to take it out yeah. for walks every now and then and <laughs> it's going, uh, but, uh, Cummings is culture says 1 million is the goal for, for engagements. That's totally within the realm of possibility. Oh, I think, uh, I think that's your uh, next goal, not a thousand podcasts. Now your next goal is 1 million engagements. Yeah. I think, well, um, um, I think Russ, uh, Russ and Brent are close to hitting uh, 1 million. Engagements. Um, I think Brett has already surpassed oh, yeah, the 1 yeah. million mark. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's over a million. And you're, that's you're cool. less than 200,000 away Russ from hitting the 1 million on your live shows. And then, and yeah. we, we, and, and of course 
the old man's podcast show started today when I came in at 725,811 engagement points. But I think that that number has already like uptick right about now, but, but tomorrow's show will probably be different. I saw another little stat that kind of, I wasn't really paying attention to it. And I noticed it the other day is like, uh, we are about three hours away of having 2000 live hours. Oh, wow. 2000 live hours. Yeah. We're like three hours away from that 2000 live hour mark. Uh, but this is all, you know, you got a podcast. I mean, you, this is all available to you and your podcast. You, uh, Podbean does a real good do- job tracking all this stuff for us. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And like, and like you said, this it, is it, a you hobby. Know, it's fun. You know, it's funny, man. Right. I'm 11 hours away from 3,700 live hours. There you go. Nice. Oh, you really not. Well, when you do eight hours a day, you can really rack it yeah, up. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you probably have already put Milk Dog to shame right about now, but Milk Dog, he's still a good sport. See, it all depends on how much how much time you want to devote to your art and your craft. And uh, well, you I really know. never wanted to do that much time, dude. It's just I was. Uh, hey, Brian. Work, BP3, I was man. working third shift, staring at the dark sure. all night. So you know, yeah. just talk to people, right? And then it, yeah, you know, that kind of blossomed out to whatever. Where I do lunchtime shows and whatever, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing overnight, man. I still remember my overnight. I'm, I'm proud as punch uh, uh, over uh, outside of normal what Russ has done with his podcast, and uh, yeah, his numbers. And, yeah, you think I, you think my numbers? Say, you think my dude, numbers are good? You should see his. Most, most of my growth came from me being a navigator <laughs> on this show. So yeah, oh, thanks, so, man. It's really where it came from. So I can't, I can't thank anybody but you for my success <laughs> really really you and eric man eric's pushed me out there like nobody's business man you know, oh i know you yeah, let me come on here on even shauna's episodes you know i come up here and talk and yeah it gets me yeah out without there and... eric man you would be like a wagon missing a wheel exactly exactly and uh eric you know, keeps this I thing mean, rolling and i i try uh me and grammy the old man's podcast i really we, see so much in you guys we try to help and uh, we we try to help Eric along. You know, we compensate Eric for what all he does for us. Uh, he's a good guy. He does it. I mean, I, yeah. And I mean, the things Eric. I mean, I just can't even say it. I'm just uh, flabbergasted at how much he pushes podcasts out there. You know, he just he has them out there and uh, he gets the people well, um... the attention, you know. Well, because I mean, <clears throat> like we oftentimes say about here on Podbean Live, you know, when I encourage people to download the Podbean app to come and check out our live shows, especially those who listen to the public shows, even though we still appreciate like the download numbers. I mean, in, interacting in the live shows is, is, is a lot of fun because you get to meet some new and interesting people. You might even have the privilege of calling in shows. And then there might be a, a podcast listener out there who might get the inspiration of like, they want to start their own podcast show. Like if the old man and Eric and Russ and Shonda and Jeremy and, and James and John DeVito and Ralph, if, if they could do that, if they can do it too. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's another, absolutely. you see in the chat room there, you see Cummings is culture. What a great podcast that is. I know Jeremy. I know Jeremy Cummings. He's a great, he's a very great, talented individual. He's a good friend of mine. I don't know if I'm a good friend of his, but he's a good friend of mine. You know I mean? <laughs> it's one of those things that I have a great, I have a good friend in Jeremy. I'm not too sure about Jeremy's friend in me. You know what I mean? That's just like the neighbor. Thing well, then, um, 
Bob, and I then, got a great then, neighbor in Bob. Bob's got a lousy neighbor in me. You know, that's one of those things. Go ahead, Eric. Well, well and I think with Russ, true like, because of all the mean things you say about Bob. <laughs> well, and, and I know Russ, like, pushing, like, the Laguna Knot Holdings, like, radio station, like he's doing, like, I know that's still a work in progress. And I know Russ is not going to do things too shabby because I know he wants to make sure it's executed properly, similar to how Ralph, you know, executed WESN properly. Yeah, yeah this, uh, they're putting a lot of work into it. I'm just trying to scoot by. <laughs> hey, but I'm Jeremy. Just a, uh, I'm just an herbalist, man, that uh, does a little podcast here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to tell Jeremy that, uh, you know, I, I'm at a point uh, this month, Jeremy, where I can do a three-hour show. I can do a three-hour show. And Shonda's, uh, her, her segment's wrapping up in about 10 minutes. Because mm-hmm. she's got to go, uh, she's got to go to work, and I was going to gonna go say, make the bacon. Yeah, and I was going to say, Jeremy, if you wanna, if you wanna call, if you're able and you can, and you wanna call in, and uh, you want, you and I wanna with Russ and uh, Eric, we wanna talk about the state of sports. By all, oh, yes. call in, call me, and call in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I love. And, um... I love Jeremy because Jeremy is into college sports, man. Oh, yes. Into college football. And uh, we have discussed things going on in the sports world. And uh, it'd be a fun conversation. It's just a super fun conversation. Well, and then, of course, our friend Brian, who goes by the name BP49, you know, he is the creative mind behind the Podbean Podcast Nation Facebook group. And we usually enjoy the privilege of him coming on on Fridays or or any day that he's available to tell us about the Podbean Podcast Nation group and 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 I think we we've gotten quite quite a bit bit of people to join so far but but that place is continuing to grow. Yeah, hey, it looks like Jeremy says he's going to. He says that works. I'll be done with my work in ten minutes. He'll call in, and come oh, in. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, well, yeah. I have two more um, this day in history sports yes. uh, things, which I don't know anything about sports, so you know. But um, Portuguese football soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo mm-hmm. uh, was born on this day in 1985, and uh, middle Robert boxer Jake Lamada, also oh. known as the Bronx Bull, yeah. Um, defeated sugar ray robinson on mm. this day in 1943 yeah there's several it movies was sugar about ray about robinson's it. first defeat yeah i think uh i think that's who the movie raging bull is based on jake lamana if oh, i'm not mistaken yeah, yeah. Okay. uh hey and speaking about pod uh, speaking about podcasts spotify signs joe rogan to a new multi-million dollar deal worth uh, a reported $250 million and uh, partnership <laughs> partnership will include YouTube distribution rights. Oh, wow. Yeah. There there's the gold standard of podcasting right there. Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, you know, that guy hasn't changed. I mean, I, I used to listen to Joe um, Rogan's podcast all the time and he, he's still, he's still Joe Rogan. I mean, he, his podcast still well, goes just, it always has been. I mean, Joe Rogan is a very driven individual, you know, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was featured in shows like Fear Factor and Just Shoot Me, I believe in, you know, and he has a stand up comedy routine going on. But I know, he's an entertainer. He, even though he might not have a journalism background, they say he's a great conversationalist for sure. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, 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 and he then makes- other, 
we should go hmm. other other big big names include like Tim Pool with the the Cast podcast, um, Megan Kelly, you know, you know, a renowned journalist, and and I know she's been really you know hitting it out of the park with her shows, and then. And I think Tucker Carlson, you know, he he looks to be like podcast material when he gets his like media network up and running after he gets out of that lawsuit with Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasting. That's good where you're going to be getting all our information because everybody else is uh, just going. You could probably say that the legacy mainstream media is just yesterday's news and podcasting is where it's at. Yeah. They're going to go by way of the newspapers and all this and that. You know, well, especially he's going to take yeah, over. Well, you know, yeah, because they don't give you real news. No, <laughs> so no, I mean, that's their. You know, it's their own folly. Their own and, their and, own and, folly will be their downfall. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that is true too, Jeremy. So Jamaican singer Bob Marley yes. had his birthday today. Did you know there's a movie coming out? About, there's a movie coming out about him. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, me too. Um, Go ahead. And uh, Babe Ruth birthday would have been today really what year was babe ruth born in 1895 1895 just around the corner 18 (laughs) and bob marley's was 1945 (laughs) my gosh yeah i want to see that marley movie too and bob marley's been gone i believe for like 43 or 44 years now because they th- th- what really ended his life was that they they found in one of his toes like a very like rare and aggressive cancer that and i think when they caught it it was already too far gone to be treated yep hmm. Hmm. see any other uh see any other interesting movies or anything shonda you got five minutes before you go um well you know what we saw the boys in the boat the boys in the boat. Oh, the boys that's how, in the boat. That is a the crew, a, the crew thing. College, yeah. college, yeah, the college crew team. Excellent movie. I, I I definitely recommend that. Do they go on? They go on in to be in the Olympics, don't they? They yeah, they won the Olympics. Okay, that year. Well, the year that they went. Yeah, now and I, if you read the book, yeah, there's information in the book that they did not include in the movie about the real possibility of them losing at the Olympics because the disadvantage that they had when they got a slow start Uh um, in the, well, I won't, I won't ruin it for you, but um, I will just say that if you watch the movie, the reason that they got the slow start that is shown in the movie is not the real reason that they got the slow start. You have to look to the book to find out the real reason for their slow start. What? A and movie they... distorted the facts? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to, I think to, I think for diplomatic reasons, oh. um, it, it, it distorted facts, but um, because this was all during um Hitler's reign and you know turmoil in the world and the Dust Bowl in the United States and I mean all kinds of of stuff was going on at that time and so I think um I think there were some things that happened at the Olympics that were perhaps purposefully um undermining and they didn't they didn't want to portray that in the movie because of diplomatic relations could be so. uh, too bad 
Too bad. Just do, just anyway. do the movie. It's history. Just do the movie. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, yeah. It's an excellent movie. Very, very good movie. Oh. Yeah. The whole. And, you know, I mean, it's it's not like, uh, it's not like a big action film if you're into that, but it is. I think it's sufficiently suspenseful while giving you a nice, um, well-rounded emotional storyline uh, to keep all kinds of people interested. Have you seen the movie The Holdovers? No. Oh, you need to see that movie. That's a great movie. It's about a high school, a private high school, and uh, or a private school anyway, and it's about Christmas break. Everybody goes home for Christmas except for a handful of kids and they're stuck there. They, they can't go home. So they're stuck at the school and it's about a teacher that's there to, you know, be their, uh, not sponsor, but be their, uh, caretaker chaperone, mm-hmm. chaperone during the school and the cook that stays. And it's about the exploits that go on between this teacher and one of the students and because uh, everybody there starts out with four of them and then three of them get to go. And then it's, so it's a teacher, a student and a cook. And it's about the things that take place in this two week holiday uh, oh. on this campus between this teacher and a student. It's an excellent, excellent movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, Is you, it you a get boarding a school and they don't get to go home because of money or because the parents didn't want them because the, both of those things were true of Yes, that's exactly it. Yes, they and that's the reason why they got they got stuck there. You know, yeah. Uh, the one kid was getting ready to go, but the mom calls and says, "Nah, maybe you need to stay there because we got other plans." You know, uh, right. so uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, the the holdovers, it's an excellent, excellent movie, and uh, it stars uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, He's oh I can't remember his name and I can't find it right now and I know you're getting ready to leave, uh, but it, it's an it's just a good movie and I thought of you when I when me and Grammy watched it actually I watched it while Grammy was away and then when Grammy comes home, lo and behold she's starting to watch it I go oh, you oh you're gonna watch that she goes yeah I go oh that's a that's a great movie you're gonna love it so we sat down and I watched it again with her, uh, the holdovers that's a good movie and it. It's a new movie. It came out in uh, 2023. So okay. it's a good I'll movie. look for that. Uh, there, you know, there's a Mark Wahlberg movie coming up this year that I want to see. And I think it's called um, Arthur the King. I don't and know. And I want to say it is about running a marathon and a dog runs also. Um, and I don't know any more about it, but it looks like a really, it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. And I think it's coming out in March. Arthur the King, Mark Wahlberg movie. Arthur the King? Arthur the King. Arthur. Arthur. Like King okay. Arthur, but it's called Arthur the King. And I'm pretty sure the dog is named Arthur. I imagine That's it is. I guess. imagine that that is it. Yeah. And I think... I want to say it is also based on a real story. And, you know, it's funny because I was nonfiction is really where it's at right now in, in books. And I think in movies, I think um, a lot of the fiction stuff is just crummy and there's so much more heart in some of the real stories that can be told. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think this one's based on a real story. Well, you know, 
Lord knows we can we could use some good stories out there that are uplifting. I mean, yeah. you know, that lift our spirits. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't you can't you can't read anything with all doom and gloom. I mean, yeah, that's what I loved about that. That's what I loved about that uh, holdover movie. You know. Yeah. It well, started. Boys out. in the Boat is definitely an uplift. So. Oh, yeah. So there you go. There's some. There's a couple of good movies for you to watch. All right, yeah. and I've turned into a pumpkin. Oh, uh, I know you started to go matrixy on this, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I think that was your uh, your your signal that you got to pull out. That's all right. right. Well, Shonda, well, have a good day, everybody. Have a good week. It was so nice to chat in. with you, old man, and Russ and Eric, and thank you, everybody in the chat room, for coming and listening. And I hope you all have a great week. Shonda, you Look have forward to seeing week. you back here again soon. Have, have a safe right. travel to work, and I know you're going to be listening to us on the way. So there she goes; she's off and running. Miss Shonda Sinclair, our navigator for Mondays. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Jeremy, if you're listening, if you can, uh, you want to call in, if he's still here. Uh, well, and, and I guess if we have any of our other usual suspects who want to join the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going like to... Robert, if... going to kind of switch gears. I have been wanting, Jeremy, I have been wanting to talk to you. You know I have. I've been trying to set up a, a thing where you and I can do a little, uh, a little interview and that kind of stuff. Not an interview, but just a, a chat between two buddies. But uh, we got Jeremy Cummings on the uh, on the panel with us now from Cummings' Culture. I've been listening to Cummings' Culture since I started podcasting. Uh, Jeremy, and I, Jeremy and I become good friends. And uh, this guy, you need to mark down when he goes. You need to hook, look him up, listen, like, and follow uh, Cummings' Culture. He's one of the best podcasters that I believe are out there. Jeremy, welcome to the Old Man's Podcast, buddy. Hey, can you hear me? Does everything sound good? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, I hate your voice. Yeah, that that stinking radio voice you got. I hate it. Yeah, you sound Hello, good. Hello, Mr. Cummings. Hey, I've got a I've got a radio face, so <laughs> hey, uh before we get into any sports and I noticed your uh, that YouTube, you're you're hitting uh you're hitting YouTube pretty good now. I mean your your the videos that you're putting out. Right? Yeah, I, I hit I hit YouTube now, but um, I actually, um, I I mean, at the end of the day, when you when you're putting videos out there, you have to put videos out there that you know people want to see, right. and and you have to put the videos out there on the platform to where like they're monetized to where you can you, you know like where if they're gonna be like if they're gonna run ads on them, then you want to be able to to you know, get some of that. So like, I've actually decided that I'm going to run my shorts over on YouTube because that makes sense, uh, which are just clips. And then I've got a rumble account. I don't know if you know about rumble, but, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about all of my stuff that, that, that are the long form videos. I'm thinking about putting those over on rumble, which I've done some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Get out there. Especially I mean, best uh, of content. Yeah. I think it's going to take off for you. Hey, so, well, Go ahead. Uh, Rumble actually, YouTube. I think it's like a. I think you get like. I think it's like seventy thirty, like on the advertisement thing. But Rumble is actually sixty forty in favor in favor of you. And so that's why I was like, well, I'm gonna upload this on Rumble because. <laughs> yeah. Not all, you know, it just made sense. Yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, I know Russ is probably sitting there uh, <clears throat> with a smile on his face, scratching his head, going, the old man must be in love with people from the South. I am. <laughs> Roll that. <laughs> well, Russ lives over in South Carolina. So yeah. you have to cross Georgia to get to him from Alabama. <laughs> Yeah. So what is your favorite college? What's your favorite uh, football college, uh, Jeremy? Oh, the University of Alabama. Roll uh, Tide. I almost uh, went there. Sorry, sorry to hear that. Man. Oh, no, you should be. As <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Clemson fan, man, I just, sorry, it's hard to hear that news. I, I, uh, I, I, I almost went to the University of Alabama. The only reason I didn't go to the University of Alabama, you know why I didn't go, old man? Why is that? I couldn't afford it. Really? Yeah. That that was that was the only reason I didn't go to the University of Alabama is because I couldn't afford it. It was wow. uh it was too expensive. I had a I had a thing to go there and I, I could have went to Mississippi State. My wife's still mad about me, uh, mad at mad at me about that to this day. Um I had a little bit of I, I did have some financial help to go to Mississippi State. They were gonna give me a um a uh like a partial scholarship or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I could have went to Mississippi State, and it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have been that much. And um, uh, um, I wound up just going to the University of North Alabama. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Alabama has always been my favorite. I know. I was just uh, – I was, I know it is, and that's why I, I just <laughs> wanted to – I just wanted to ask because I wanted to uh, – you know, I knew it is. I was just kind of setting you up. But, anyway. Oh, I hey, know. Hey, so – let me ask you a question, and this just bothers me. What happened to the Pac-12? Why did they dissolve the Pac-12? Do you know? But because the because the commissioner of the Pac-12 wasn't wasn't out doing the things that the commissioners of the Big Ten and the SEC was doing. He he just sat back and like instead of instead of negotiating the stream, if if he would have gotten out and stopped acting crazy about trying to. Uh, negotiate streaming rights with Apple. I think he was. I think they were uh, trying to go negotiate streaming rights with Apple TV. Like this is stupidest thing I ever heard. Anyway, but if he would have went out and went to ESPN, went to CBS, went to Fox, would have went to one of those and tried to negotiate a negotiate a, a streaming rights agreement, uh -huh. I think that the Pac-12 would probably still be around. But he just didn't do that, and and the schools. We're getting offered all this money because the SEC wound up with like a billion dollar deal to go to ESPN. Um, the the Big Ten wound up with like a which you know the SEC would be leaving uh, CBS to go to ESPN. Well, then CBS paid the Big Ten like a billion dollars to come to the you know to come to CBS to have their streaming rights. And so like even though like this is the problem with the ACC and uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12 now is that the ACC done got that streaming rights deal with ESPN several years ago. Right. But now the money's different. And it, like they, they signed for at the time was a pretty good, a, a pretty large, you know, amount of money. And it was it it was a it was a good amount, and you know everybody you know thought that it was a good idea at the time. But it, honestly, they shouldn't have done it. They should have waited, because now you got schools like Florida State who are trying to find out a way to get out. And the reason they're doing that is because they're wanting to go to the SEC, or they're wanting to go to the Big Ten. 
and it's it, it's a it's a mess right now. Well, all all they did is here in the Pacific Northwest, you know, Washington and Oregon, we're all walking around like zombies now. You know, we're all walking <laughs> around like zombies because the Pac Ten's no, the Pac Twelve's no more, and it's like we're all going football, football. You know, I mean, yeah, we're still got the schools are still here and that, but. I, I don't know. It's just crazy. And you were telling me that my favorite in the my favorite, the Washington Huskies, you're telling me that they're in the Big Ten now. Yeah, they're in the Big Ten. They're, you're going to enjoy the Big Ten. I, I think, think. I think. I think you're going to like it more than what you think. It, like I, I think that there's some Pac-12 people that are upset, but I think they're going to really enjoy it once the season goes on because I don't. I, I haven't looked at the schedule, but can you imagine like Michigan having to come to uh, Montlake? and play like can you imagine uh anybody i mean it, it, ohio state having to come out to mont like like that is such an advantage for washington and you know having those teams have to come out to seattle uh, that that's that that's that, that's crazy and, and it gives them an advantage because it's cold it's wet it, it rains all the time <laughs> Well, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where uh, where the ducks and the beavers are ended up. I don't know where they the are. ducks the the ducks went to uh, went to the Big Ten with uh, Washington. What about the what about Oregon Beavers? Where where did they? The know? Oregon State Oregon State and Washington State are known as the Pac Two now. The Pac-2. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Yay, teams. Oh, my they're, God. They're pretty much just independents. Uh, they don't have a conference. Uh, that would be funny if they called themselves the Pac-2. We're the Pac-2. Uh, they did call themselves the Pac-2 for a little bit. <laughs> it's just cracking me up, man. Uh, the Pac-2. Well, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, I, I you know, it's going to be it's going to be fine because the schools are still the schools like the huskies are still the huskies the you know and uh you know but now they're going to be playing i think it's going to be great for uh exposure i think the the huskies are going to be getting more national exposure now oh and, absolutely uh, you know they are they are a good team i, I think they are a good team so yeah uh, so you know okay i've, I've wasted enough time <clears throat> i'm gonna get down dirty now so. What's going on? What's going on in the NFL, man? Do you believe that the games are scripted? <laughs> I do. I believe that the games are I believe the NFL has become the WWE of the football world. Well, it's easy to it it, it would I think 25 30 years ago it would have been harder to fix a game than it is today. Like right. and 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 people think, oh, it should have been easier then. No, it's easier now because number one, you've got everybody. You know, like all you have to have is uh, you, you see a guy get a little bit of a push off, mm-hmm. and it's a big moment in the game. And it's like, let's say it's third and six, right? It's yeah. third and six. There's ten minutes left. They're down by one score. Okay, they're driving down the field, and the defense cannot stop them. All right. And they want this other team. They want the team that's on defense to win. Or, or, yeah, they want the team that's on defense to win. All right, so the receiver goes out. He runs what a he, he runs a curl route. And anytime a receiver curls, he's supposed to stop and come back to the ball. Right. Well, a lot of times they push off to get back to the ball. Sure. But it's not, it's not, you know, it's not, 
it, it, it's a lot horrible. of the, yeah, it's, it's right on you. He's yeah, the defense guy's right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it. a lot of times you know they're hand fighting, so you let that go. Yeah, and it it would be so easy for a ref to just throw a flag, offensive pass interference, fifteen yard penalty, repeat right. third down, and then a third and six. Look at what that turns into. Yeah. Third third and twenty one. Third and twenty one. And so that that pretty much and then let's say they get five, six yards on third down, it's still like let's say they get six yards, it's still third and fifteen. And or fourth and fifteen. So they're gonna punt. You know, the evidence is out there so I mean, they're saying the evidence. I mean, everything is videotaped. Everything yeah. is videotaped. Everybody's watching the games and they're filming they're filming their TVs while the games are going on and they're showing all these, you know, they say the you know, they say, so you don't think it's fixed? Well, explain this, you know, and you look at it and you go, that is just, you know, that is just blatant. Like I watched Mahomes on a run, and the guy goes, Okay, watch this, watch this. Now, everybody's being told that Kansas City needs to get that first down. Mahomes is running the ball. I mean, and there's there's a defender between him and the and the you know and the yard marker, and the guy just kind of lets him go by. It's like you can tell by the tackling. There's no one's tackling anybody anymore. You know, I well, mean they're, they're scared to. <clears throat> they're scared to. You you know, like now. And this is this this is something I don't like, like especially in college. Um, you know, used to when you used to see a defender lower his head and he just lowered the boom on a running back or a wide receiver that was out and out in space. That was just a good tackle, right? Now, now they call a penalty on it. But this is the kicker. This is what gets to me, and I think this I, it doesn't like they call a penalty fifteen yards. You can be ejected from the game, and they I think they they still they even do it in the NFL now. If you if you if you if you sniff the quarterback too hard in the NFL, then you can be you know depending on what quarterback that is, you can be thrown out of the game. And so, the problem is when it's the offensive side of the ball when the running back's running. You know how the running back lowers his head and just slams into people, and we all like to see that. Yeah. Why Why does he not get a penalty when the defensive player gets a penalty for doing the exact same thing? Yeah, that's a good question. You know why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Jeremy. I just think that the fix is in. I really do. I think it's uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they've worked hard to get Kansas City into the final, you know, into the the Super Bowl. And uh, the Kansas City like Swifties versus the, the San Swift. Francisco this the the Kansas City Swifties versus the San Francisco Forty Winers. Forty Winers. <laughs> I tell you, I posted this thing. I don't even see if I see it, but I. You know, everybody. You got you got, uh, you got Kelsey on the Chiefs. You know that. Uh, you know his. Uh, his uh, he's a tight end. Kelsey. Yeah. Number eight, seven. They got the Chiefs have Kelsey. Well, the 49ers have Kittle. They have. Oh Kittle, yeah. You know, and uh, and I saw a picture of Kittle. They're talking to him, and there he is with a hat on, and on his hat he has a patch that is the Pirates flag that Blackbeard flew. And I went, oh, that's it. He's my man. That's the guy right there. There's the man's man right there. He's got Blackbeard's pirate flag on his hat. So, uh, but yeah. I think, 
I think Kittle's the best tight end in the NFL. And there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that are holler, Oh, it's Kelsey, it's Kelsey. No, it's it's Kittle. Like to me, Kittle's the best tight end in the NFL. Well, uh, Kansas City has uh what's the other guy? Gay? What's the other the other tight end Kansas City has? I, th- I think his name's Gay. I'm not sure. Uh, his number's uh, like 85. I think his number's 85. I can't remember. But uh, do you know who I'm talking about, Russ? But th- this guy is better than Kelsey, I think. You know. Ah, I don't know. But uh, no, I think Kittle. I think Kittle is too. And I- I'll tell you another thing. I think. I think uh, their their quarterback, 49ers quarterback Purdy. I think he's a better. I think he's a better quarterback than uh, Mahomes. And I mean, Noah guy, Gray. A gray. Yeah. Is it gay? Yeah. yeah. Noah Noah Gray. Noah Gray. Okay. Yeah, that guy. I think he's better than Kelsey. You know. Uh, you think you, you think that Purdy's better than, than, than Mahomes? Yes. Yes, I do. And I'll tell you what I why. Why? It's because he doesn't he doesn't freak out. He doesn't he doesn't panic. Purdy doesn't panic. I have yet seen a game where he's He's upset, yelling and screaming, or or sweating. The guy just he's he's just Mister Composure. He reminds me of Joe Montana so much. Uh, he just he's got composure, and I, you know, I I just think he is for that for that main reason. I think he's better. You know, he doesn't worry about calls and this and that. He's not yelling and hollering at a referee. He just plays the game. You know, and I think he is. So I guess judging by your response, you don't think he is. No, I think Purdy's a system quarterback. I think that, I think that if you like, I, I don't think you could take Brock Purdy and put him on any team in the NFL, and he would he would still be good. Which I don't think you can take Patrick Mahomes and put him on any team in the NFL, and he would still be as good as he is in Kansas City. But I think that the San Francisco 49ers are still uh, upset and kicking themselves about that pick they made. You know, you remember they they were originally. And there's a lot of people now that have seen what's transpired in New England. Transpired in New England um, with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Um, that first year with Josh McDaniels, Mac Jones looked like, I mean, he, he looked phenomenal. And then the next two years, it, it's finally come out that Belichick just sabotaged that kid. Yeah. And, and, and now – like the 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 can the the San Francisco 49ers they were going to draft Jones with that number what was it, number 3 pick and then they received so much backlash from their from their their fans I think and and the ownership they drafted Trey Lance a guy that played in division was it division 2 or division 3 football and everybody was talking about how great he was going to be and all this and I'm like listen this guy's never went up against a five star athlete you don't know how good this guy is or not and they drafted him, and they – I don't think – did he ever play a game? I don't know. They wound up trading him, but they they drafted Purdy with the seventh-round pick. Like, Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Right. He was the last pick in the NFL draft, which that, that, that doesn't – like, I hear so many people talk about that, and they act like that's a bad thing. Like, oh, he was the last pick in the draft. Listen, that guy is still – like – the guys that are on the NFL practice squad, like I don't want to hear anybody say anything about them because those guys are still elite athletes, even right. if they are just on the practice squad. Well, you see this one quote that uh, Purdy put out here just recently because I guess Cam Newton came out came out and was saying something about how he's overrated, he's an underachiever, and this and that, and this and that. And uh, 
And, uh, you know, Purdy goes, well, you know, Cam Newton's right. You know, I might be, you know, the, you know, down the line as far as, you know, I might be the 11th best player on the field that we have here. But, uh, you know, out of the 90 so professional uh, professional quarterbacks that are out there, uh, at least I'm playing, you know, as a slam to Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson's not playing. Uh, so. Cam. Cam, 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 yeah, Cam, Cam, Cam Newton likes to run his Cam mouth, Newton. man. Yeah, uh, but you know, you say he's a systems, he's a systems quarterback, and I, I honestly, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with that because if the system's working and you're the system's quarterback, you're going to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think the 49ers when Joe Montana was their quarterback, they were a sims, a systems team. You well, know. don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for the 49ers to beat the Kansas City Swifties. <laughs> <laughs> me too, baby. Me too. I want them gone, and I, I'll I'll be one of the biggest. But I, you know, but I, you know, everybody's gonna watch this game with a fine tooth comb, man. They're gonna be looking at it, and anything that looks shady, they're gonna be yelling, yep. screaming about. You know, they're going to. You know. Yep. It's, it's just. They they're they're gonna do it because it's it, it's it, here's we've not had a Super Bowl that's had so many implications on, on other things like and I don't ever remember a Super Bowl that could have so many implications on other things outside of football yeah and so you're right people are gonna be looking at it with I mean they're gonna be combing over this with a fine tooth comb I know. Uh, they are. They're going to be watching it, and everybody figures that the fix is in. Kansas City is going to win. The last thing I heard, I think I shared this with you, Jeremy. The last thing I heard was Kansas City's going to win 31 12 or something like that. They're going to win. And then when the game's over, uh, Kelsey and, uh, and Taylor Swift are going to meet on the 50 yard line in the middle of the field, and he's going to propose to her right there. It's going to be the icing on the cake for the big uh, Kansas City Swifties game you know and i'm just going I, I, sometimes i think people are stretching the truth <laughs> you know what i mean everybody's i've heard that little, everybody's getting too crazy they're getting too crazy with it you know i wouldn't doubt it though if that was to happen like i i mean that the way that they're propping them up and the way that they're talking about it like i seen a poll the other day and i, I know you don't get political and i don't want to get political either but this is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. 60% of Taylor Swift fans said that whoever Taylor Swift said that, that, that she was going to vote for for president, that's who they were going to vote for. Yeah, but I gotta <laughs> say, but I gotta say in defense of Taylor Swift and, and uh, J baby knows, you know, she's probably falling out of her chair to hear me say in defense of Taylor Swift, but really though, I mean, you could take almost any other, uh, any out, outstanding or out in the out in the you know open uh um uh hollywood celebrate cele celebrity and uh you know you could find the same thing with their fans you know whoever whoever you know robert de niro says he's gonna vote for that's who i'm voting for i mean you know that the, it, it, it's just the the fan base they have and uh <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just. Uh, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> J baby says she's just tired of the attacks on her. Well, you know, it comes with the territory though. It comes with the territory. 
Oh yeah, you're in you're in football now. That's like the Texas Longhorns. They're 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 all upset about this horns down stuff. Uh-huh. And you you know the Big Twelve has a rule that if you if if anybody does the horns down, then it's a fifteen yard penalty. Well, they're coming to the SEC next year. The SEC is the most and let me say this with a hundred percent certainty. The SEC has the most vile, vicious, nastiest fans in all of college football. They will say some of the nastiest, meanest, downright despicable stuff you've ever heard in your life. Uh And Texas is walking into the SEC crying about horns down. And the SEC is not going to make a special rule that says if somebody does the horns down, then they're going to get a 15-yard penalty. They're not going to do that because this is the SEC. We have people that get into, like, we've had murders over football games in the SEC before. I believe it. I we have. It. Like, like there was a few years ago, an LSU fan and an Alabama fan got into a knife fight outside of, a, outside of a, like, a chicken restaurant after the game. And we've had people go to Alabama and LSU is always just nasty. I mean, anytime I don't even like I've always wanted to go, but I, I I know better to go. I don't go to Baton Rouge when they're when when Alabama's down there playing, and especially if they're playing at night, I don't go because there's always there's always problems. And so it, it's it's like it. Texas is coming in worrying about horns down and like Taylor Swift, for example, you're in the world of football. Now, Philadelphia, Philadelphia fans are nasty. Um, (laughs) uh, Giants fans are nasty. I mean, Jets fans, New England, you get in that Northeast corner of the United States, those fan bases, they're rabid Buffalo. I mean, they are, they, they are cutthroat as cutthroat can get. And they're going to say whatever they can say, do whatever they can do to get under your skin. And that's just the way football is. Like I have seen some people say some of the most disgusting stuff I've ever heard in my life at a football game. Right. And it not come from any of the players. It comes from the fans. Fans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But this thing, well, I mean, thinking about this thing, this whole thing with Taylor Swift, it it wouldn't even be where it's at today if it wasn't for the media. Yeah. The media is what fueled that, you know. The media is what fueled that all up. And uh, the NFL fueled it. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. The NFL and the media, and uh, they they knew that the fans were going to. you know, they knew the fans were going to go and un- become unhinged. They knew they were. They, knew they, they said were. that since Taylor Swift has came, like started coming to the Kansas City Swift, uh, the Kansas City Swifties games. Yeah. Um, I can't even call them the Chiefs anymore. I still call, like every time I think about them, I call them the Swifties now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but like they say that since she's since she started coming around, they said that that this year. The Kansas City Chiefs have taken in over three hundred million dollars off of Swifties buying uh, Kansas City merchandise. I believe it. I believe it. I bet the highest number thing, the highest selling thing, is uh, Kelsey. Anything with a Kelsey number on it, eighty-seven. Oh and yeah, it's got that. You know, people running around in all the jerseys, the all the all the marketing stuff. Oh yeah, I believe it. You know, I he played it. at Cincinnati. In in uh in college, I didn't know that. Yeah, he played him and his brother both. I think I think Jason Kelsey came out of Cincinnati too. But the, uh, um, Travis Kelsey came out of Cincinnati. But you know, since the, we're in the world of NIL and all that now, 
Uh-huh. Um, they're able to add the college football players' names to a jersey, and they're able to sell those in the store, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I don't think I think they should make money off having their name put on the back of a jersey and being sold because that's their name at the end of the day. It's their name, but, yeah. Um, they 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 posted they po the, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the the University of Cincinnati, which was so smart, and, and you know, in a business sense, they put out a nil Jason uh, Travis Kelsey. Jersey, it sold out in 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, I, can, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Marley says, uh, and with that revenue, people are saying she's better than Michael Jackson. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing as far as bringing in revenue. And, uh, uh, you got to hand it. I mean, she, you got you to gotta give props where props are due. And, I mean, she, she has made – She's marketed herself. I mean, she has made Buku's tons of money. And I've been shocked at how she can pack how she can pack a uh, football stadium uh, with a concert. I mean, she can she just packs it in. And sure, the Chiefs are going to make money off of her. But this, but here it is. This is what I want to know. I want to know behind the scenes. How much is she making? How much is she? Do you do you, do you want to guess her net worth? I have it right here. I have no idea. Do you want to put it in the chat for people to guess? Let's see who can get it right. I'll tell you when I see a number. Who Guess what uh, Taylor Swift's uh, net worth is. What do you guess? Let me say, let me say, you say 500 million, Russ? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a billion. Oh, Paul G saying 5 billion. I'm going to say 1 billion. Eric, you got a guess? I would probably say close to a billion, maybe like like eight hundred million. Uh, Brian BP is saying one point five billion. Uh, oh, Jay Baby saying she just barely broke a billion. Her uh, net worth also is one point one billion dollars. Ooh, wow! There you go. How old is she? How old is she? Jay baby, do you know how old she is? She's still in her twenties, isn't she? I think she's my age. I think she's 30. I think she's 31. I think I think she's my age. I know she's older than me. She's 34. Um, I think um, I I think of like Taylor Swift might might be close to Jay Baby's age. Like give or take a few months. She is. She's 34 years old. I just looked it up. All I know is if uh, her and her and Kelsey gets married, she better make sure she, he signs a, a <laughs> what's that called? A, a prenup. prenup. He better hey. sign, have him sign a prenup. <laughs> hey, you know Joe Rogan is not the number one podcast in America anymore, don't you? Yeah, who is? When did that happen? Uh, it, it happened a few months ago. I was looking at Google Trends last night for podcasts. Uh-huh. And uh, the number one podcast in the United States of America is New the Heights. The Old Man's Podcast. Huh? The Old Man's Podcast. No, it's New Heights with Jason and Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That kind of makes sense. It falls in because of his popularity. His popularity with uh, with uh, Swifty. Yeah. See, all her fans now are making their podcast the more popular podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's the number one podcast in, in in the United States. It's New Heights. 
Um, well, all I know is they better ride that filly for all she's worth because that dream is good. That's all going to come to an end. You know, that's all going to come to an end. Something's going to something's going to happen, and they're going to split up. And uh, the Swifties are, yeah. J Baby says it right there. Swifties are loyal. Yeah, they are. Well, uh, you know, you, you know what drives me crazy things. about people. What, what I was going to tell you about people saying that whoever she voted for, they were going to vote for. Uh huh. What's so old oh, man? All of her songs are about are about choosing the wrong man. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Duke. Good to see you, Duke James. Yeah, they should listen to her songs. She chooses the wrong guys all the time. So, <laughs> wise up. Yeah. Well, well, her, her and her current bow will be done broke up in no time, and she'll she'll be done wrote a song about about their breakup. Oh, she'll she'll, she'll be uh, when she breaks up with Travis Kelsey. I, I cannot wait to hear her. I, I'm going to listen to her new song because it's probably going to be like. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought, I thought he, I thought he would ball, but he was just playing me. It's going to be something. <laughs> I got a 15. Well, yard. I think I thought I was going to win the game and I ended up getting a 15 yard penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, hey, as one of her other songs says, she might as well just shake it off. <laughs> I hope Travis can't shake off any 49er defenders. <laughs> no, you know what I'm really curious about? I'm really curious about what the viewership is going to be for the game because it's this sat it's this Sunday, right? It's the 11th. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really curious how many people are going to watch that game. Lover or hater, a lot of people are going to watch that game. And believe this, the believe believe the NFL's rigged or not, you know it's a sports entertainment thing. Believe it or not, people are going to watch because they want to see, they want that video evidence. But see me, me, me saying that the uh, NFL is rigged, it it doesn't have really has anything to do with uh, Taylor Swift. It goes back to when these big sports things like the NFL lock horns and join hands and walk down the field together with the big betting things, the big betting companies. Yeah. That alone tells you things are going to be fixed because you can't make money if you're not winning bets, you know, and they're controlling the bets. You got to spread. You got to meet a spread for the certain people to make money. By golly, they're going to meet that spread, you know, and I think that's where I think that's what's – that is what ruined, and you know, when I was a little kid, uh, Jeremy, and even in high school back in the 60s, we were talking about professional sports, and we were saying, they was going out and they were saying that the thing that's going to ruin professional sports in America is big money. Well, yeah, we're there. It's ruined it. And now it's ruining college, too. Yeah. It's ruining the purity of college ball. It's yep. ruining it. Yeah. Well, like you were talking about the viewership. Oh, uh, you were wondering what the viewership was going to be. The nineteen eighty two game remains the highest rated Super Bowl broadcast ever. It earned a forty nine point one percent of household ratings. Uh, but viewership peaked in two thousand fifteen. It says that Super Bowl was watched by over a hundred and fourteen point four million people. Hmm. So I figure 200 million people are going to watch Super Bowl this year. How much you want to bet? I, I do too. I do too. 
I, I think it's going to be a really high, high number. Uh, because of those two things. And this is all by design. Because the NFL don't make money if there's no viewers. I have you know? a friend that's a millionaire. And I mean, I, I, I'm just, you know, j- j- just saying that this guy's a millionaire. Deals with... Uh, Deals with high, with companies like Valero and Exxon Mobil and places like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, his company goes in and works with those companies. He he called me about a week ago, and he's going to be in Las Vegas. And uh, he said, uh, he said, Do you know anybody's getting Super Bowl tickets? And I said, what? He said, Do you know anybody's getting Super Bowl tickets? I said, you're not going to pay Super Bowl prices. And he sits there and he goes, you know, because to go to the national championship game in college football is like a thousand dollar ticket, right? I mean, it's, I mean, it's high, but at the same time, you can still get seats to the college football national championship that are like three, four hundred bucks a ticket. I mean, they're not great seats, but still, that's still, you know, you're, you're going to a championship game. So, I mean, the average American, if they wanted to, you know, if that's going to be their big deal of the thing that they're all in on at the end of the year or whatever. Then yeah, they could still they could still sort of afford that. Like that's you know it's not it, it's still really expensive, but it's still high. And so this guy multimillionaire, and he sits there and he goes, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I can get you a Super Bowl ticket," but I was like, "Are you willing to pay five thousand dollars to sit at the very top?" And he was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Well, Super Bowl tickets are five grand." To sit at the very top in the nose in the nosebleeds. Nosebleed. And I seen that you you were talking about Brock Purdy earlier. Yeah. Brock Purdy's mother had it, it came out and said that they couldn't afford to sit in the suites at the Super Bowl. Do you know how much a suite costs to sit at the Super Bowl? I don't even want to guess. Two point five million dollars to watch. Oh the game. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Sounds those- like highway robbery. And those people that pay those prices, you know, they're going to be sitting there glued to the field with their binoculars watching the game. Ah, there's nobody even going to be paying attention to the game. That the 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 guy that that the 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 guy that my my, my friend that's the multimillionaire, he told me he said I'm not paying five thousand dollars getting a Super Bowl. I said, well, you know, he's going to be in Vegas anyway. He thought that he could get in there for like, he thought he'd get five six hundred bucks a ticket for you know like not a great seat, but you know, well, yeah. And he sit there and he goes, Jeremy, are you sure that tickets are five grand a piece and they're the nosebleed? And so I went on SeatGeek and Ticketmaster and all that, and I just sent it to him, sent it over to him. And he said, what's the face value on this? I said, $5,000 a ticket. He was sick. He said, they pri- <laughs> he was like, they've priced everybody out. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I could. He was like, I, I could easily do it. He was like, but I'm not because <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not giving five thousand dollars to get in there and watch a ball game. The Swifties will pay it though. The Swifties will pay it. Uh, Brian says Taylor Swift has ninety-five point one million followers on X or Twitter. Ninety-five point one million. Man. Let me go to her YouTube. Let me find out how many YouTube Man. subscribers That's she has. I mean, we're, how how are people going to? I don't know how how are people going to afford those ticket prices? I, they but can't. you watch, you watch. It's going to be packed, though. It's going to be packed out. Oh crap! My bad. It's going to be packed out, Jeremy. You watch, and it's like who's who's 
Who's buying? Who's paying for those tickets? Yeah, I, I don't Steve, know. Uh, he told me what happens is because he's he's went before, and this is the first year that it doesn't that it hasn't happened. Um, he said that a lot of corporations, like you know those corporations I named off before, um, major corporations, they'll buy those tickets and they'll pay those high prices, and they'll just give them to their customers or whatever. Because um, they need that tax right off at the end of the year, and that's an expense that they can write off at the end of the year. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and so that's what that's why the ticket prices are so high is because all these corporations just buy them and they just give them away. Like they don't need that. Nobody even cares about the game. They'll be like, "Oh, I've got this customer, and he's never got to go to the Super Bowl. Well, I got to keep him happy, so let me, you know, send him some Super Bowl tickets." And um, nursing her some Super Bowl tickets. But Taylor Swift has has 56.3 million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Wow. I just got this thing from J-Baby. This is – and I've heard this before. I've heard these – I've heard and seen these numbers before, J-Baby. She is a very giving person. In 2023, she gave $50 million for for truckers, $30 million to food banks, and $20 million uh, for animal rights stuff. So, I mean, you know, that, that she, she, you know, she dishes her money out. So uh, according to social blade, uh, on just on her, uh, YouTube account, she makes anywhere from $83,600 a month to $1.3 million per, per month off of her YouTube channel. She, estimates estimated to make anywhere you know if she doesn't release an album that year the low end she'll make a million dollars the high end she'll make around 16 million dollars just off of her youtube channel yeah so how much money is youtube making off her you know their numbers are astronomical uh they the youtube takes 60 or 70 percent of what you get so and that's just one artist that's just her yeah like, and then it, and you've also got to take into account now something that you couldn't do before is you can make money off Twitter now. <coughs> so there's no really? telling what she's... Yeah, yeah. You, if if you have a X account that's um, that you have the blue check mark, mm-hmm. uh, every time you, you get paid to post, like that's why you see some of these people post some of this outrageous stuff is because they're trying to keep those interactions up. Unbelievable. The money that is flying out and around society is unbelievable. We have become so money motivated, so money driven. It's no wonder that we're in the uh, the state we're in. And that's the one thing like I, I you know, I want to, you know, we try to stay away from politics and all that. But uh, but uh, people need to wake up. It's becoming the uh, rich, the rich people, uh, the the people in control versus the people. You know, I mean, you, you got to pay attention to what's going on. Taylor uh, Swift doesn't have the most followers on Twitter. Who does? I don't know. She has the eighth most followers on Twitter. Really? The eighth? Yeah. Do you have the number? Do you know who's number one? I'm looking to see now. I want to see who's the. The old man's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I figure if I yell it loud, they'll be on the list. <laughs> okay, here's the list. Here's oh. the list. The top, the top ten. Um, number one is Elon Musk 
with 170, wow. 170 million followers. Well, duh. Yeah. Number two is Barack Obama with 131.9 million followers. I never see anything from him. I, I don't I, either. I don't ever see anything from him. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Justin Bieber has 111, 111.4 million followers. He has more followers than Taylor Swift. Right. Right. Uh, Ronaldo has 110.5 million followers. That's that soccer player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna has 108.3 million followers. Kate, Kate, Katy Perry has 106 million followers. That old lady. She's got mm-hmm. that <laughs> Taylor Swift with 95 million followers. Uh-huh. I have no idea who this next person is. Narendra Modi. I have no idea. Is that the is it is that the president of like India? I, I think that's the is it Modi the president of India? I'm not sure, but I think so. Ninety four point ninety four point eight million. Donald Trump. 87.4 million, Lady Gaga, 83.7 million, and YouTube with 79.7 million. J Baby says that's the Prime Minister. That's the Prime Minister of India. Yeah, I, I knew it was something. I, I couldn't uh, remember. Well, so I mean I mean every, we everybody just needs to back off Taylor because she's not the, the most famous. No, she's not the most famous person on <laughs> earth. I mean, it's uh She's just got the entire NFL population in a big giant stir right now. <laughs> it's her. It, it's it, it's the way the media pushes her is what it is. And it, and in like any time, like Monday, like uh, uh, oh man, you watch pro wrestling? Uh not not really. No. Okay. Well, now The Rock. Like let let's put it this way. Like e- even on WWE, The Rock has come back to WWE. And, you know, The Rock, oh, he's great and all this. Everybody loves The Rock. Well, everybody over on WWE hates The Rock right now. Like, and it's not it's not because, oh, he's a bad guy or anything like that. It's because he's supposed to be a good guy on camera because we know that's all rigged. But the fact is the fans, they want something else, and they're revolting. Like, it's I, it was so bad I had to make a TikTok video about it because it was going so viral. And I thought, hey, we're cashing in on that, buddy. And so <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, but um, it, it's uh, it's it, it, like it, it's whoever like the, the media just needs to stop pushing anybody. You're right. Because if they don't push people, then the pe- then the regular people decide who they want to listen to who they want to, and then you talk about it. Because I, I feel that no matter who the media pushes, who the corporate corporations push, who it, the people are going to revolt and hate them. And so, like, with Taylor Swift, I, I, don't, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't listen That's to right. Taylor Swift. But her music's not geared for a guy like me. I mean, my gosh, I mean, I would hope that a big burly man from the state of Alabama is not, you know, the biggest Swifty on God's earth. <laughs> but, um, you know, her music's not geared towards me. Her music's right. geared to my nine-year-old daughter, but my nine-year-old daughter can't stand her either. So, right. I mean, and that's because the media's pushed her the way they have. Right. And yeah. so I think if they would just stop and just like let everything because i love organic you probably love organic 
I mean, I love somebody I can root for, like somebody that like had nothing and now look at them and they're really good at what they do. And let me, you know, like I like to push people like that. And I love to see people have that come up story. And I just feel like sometimes when they start pushing, like the media starts pushing behind, pushing somebody, it's just like, uh, it causes a revolt against them and it actually damages their career. Well, I think too, if the media is pushing it, they've got alternate motives. Yeah, absolutely. They got something else that's going on. Yeah, I tell you what. Man, I tell you what, Jeremy, I, I want to thank you for coming in. I, I thoroughly have had a blast. This has been so fun. Uh, I hope everybody's enjoyed it. Grammy's on her way to the casino. There she goes. She's waved at me as she's driving by. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, she's had enough. She was probably waiting for me to end the show so she, she could say goodbye. But she goes, that's it. I'm heading to the casino. Goodbye, old man. So, uh, but listen, Jeremy, I want to thank you for coming on, buddy. Uh, we need to uh, do this. we need to do this again. It's it's fun. You're you're welcome. Oh, we got promoted you know podcast you. day on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Jeremy, you're welcome to come on my show anytime you want. You know you are. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm. Uh, when's your next show coming up, Jeremy? When's your next podcast? I got an interview Wednesday that's going to be airing Wednesday night. Uh, probably. Uh, well, I know what it's going to. It's going to. It's going to air Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Uh, it's going to air video, and it's going to air audio. The audio will be here on Podbean. I'll probably play it live. Uh, I'll probably do it live, um, but um, it'll air video uh, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Should be should be edited and up. It's an interview with a woman who... Um, she uh she was on all different types of medication for anxiety she was on all the she was all the uh, for anxiety and depression and all that and um she was a horse she's a she's a world famous horse rider and um she was top of the top and then all of a sudden you know she looked one day and she taught her horse how to get over something she was like why can't I teach myself to get over anxiety? And so she went into this big, like, I think she went to school for it and all kinds of stuff. And now she has a program that she's doing. And I'm, I'm actually a member of that program. That's only, you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I dealt with that pretty rough last year and, uh, it's helped me. So. Okay. And what day is that? It's going to be, you said Wednesday, this Wednesday, it'll be, it'll air about six o'clock. Uh, central time central time six central time okay all right buddy let's see if we can't uh get some people to go and listen to you and check it out um all right man what a great show thank you so much jeremy i appreciate you coming in and because i I know that you're having me well you and i got i mean i got tired of text messaging you all this stuff so we just decided to get you on the air (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for putting up with me and Jeremy. <laughs> Appreciate you all. <laughs> Russ, thanks. Eric, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Saucy. Uh, uh, J-Baby says she did karaoke to get over her anxiety. She has a get over I had too, too much Saucy. Anyway, Jeremy, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Eric, I'm going to cue the music up. We're going to get out of here. Uh, all right, everybody, well, thanks come... for tuning in to the Old Man's Podcast. Later, I'm going to turn friends. this over to Eric. He's going to tell you about well, shows that are coming up. Go ahead, Eric. 
Well, I know coming up on Podbean Mob, be on lookout for Russ to do outside of normal. I'm, um, I presume he's doing a lunchtime show unless th- there might be some um, scheduling no, changes. Uh, Herbal Talk with Shelby is coming on in about seven minutes. So, uh, oh, so, oh, okay. so she, she's she doing lunchtime. She wanted lunch to time. do her show today, so yeah, check that out. All right. And then, of course, be on lookout in, in prime time a little bit later for the for the prime time outside normal. But it's not outside the pulse right now until that show returns for a new season. And and some of the other friends like Caps and, and if Brett and Scott decide to do their like impromptu like pulse podcast chill shows. And then and of course, when we come back tomorrow, we'll be having Amber May joining us. And then tomorrow in prime time, of course, is um, True Crime Tuesday at Outside of Normal, which should be a really great show. Yeah, got a lot of good programming coming up. Find a podcast, stick with it, and uh, check it out. But thank you for tuning in to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigator. Uh, hit those follow buttons. Um, you know, just keep uh, doing the downloads. We appreciate everybody. And, oh, excuse me while I'm burp Black Rifle Coffee. <clears throat> but it's good. It, Black Rifle Coffee. It's good going down. Good coming back up. Yeah, baby. Uh, right. Good, <laughs> good times. Thanks, everybody. Uh, don't forget... Uh, we got some engagement point stuff going on this month. Coming in and get your engagements, uh, you know, working for you. Let's see where we at right now. This so far this month, uh, Brett's still in the lead. Uh, Susie K and six o six two o patios in third. <clears throat> Keep those engagement things coming in because you want to win that one hundred dollar gift certificate from Glowflow Denver. Also, remember this Friday we get the question for the. Eric's February Trivia Contest. And be thinking entertainment. Think entertainment for that, and uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right, listen, I know we went a little over, but that's because we can. We've now moved into an area where this month we can do three-hour shows if we want. Uh, So, uh, yeah, good times, good times. Again, Jeremy, thanks. Jeremy, you want anything anything else you want to say to everybody before we get out of here? Go tell somebody you love them. Yeah, buddy. Random access. Yeah. Call that grandma that you haven't talked to for a long time. Call your parents that you haven't talked to for a long time. You know, I told Grammy when I pass away, people come, up to me. I, people come in and tell us after I pass away, oh, I'm sorry. We missed the old man so much. He goes, well, you didn't miss him enough to talk to him while he was here. <laughs> I gave- <laughs> and Russ is reminded us of the Mountain Doom and pie. I gave Grammy permission to be me. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Get out there and have a good life. Have a good time. Good life. Good time. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jay Baby says she talks to me damn nearly every day. I know you're. You take care of the old man, and uh, you always do. I. I it's, we talk so much. I've started calling Jay Baby Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, we are out of here. It's been a great show. Tune in tomorrow, seven a.m. Pacific time, eight a.m. Eastern time. And we got Amber May with us, and uh, who knows where that's going to go. Uh, so tune in and check us out. We're gonna let we're gonna let Big Rich Dog close us, and then we're out of here, Eric. All right, Big Rich Dog, what do you got to say, man? This is Big Rich Dog from the Dreadnought Nine Two Eight Podcast, and you've been listening to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators live on Podbean. Uh, Jay, baby, it's not going to be weird me you me calling you mom. That's not weird. It's going to be weird when I start calling you mommy. <laughs> well, we're about to head on out of here now. Later, Gators. Later. Get over there and get over there and listen to uh, uh, Shelby with the Herbal Talks with Shelby. Uh, she's on in, in about uh, t- 
two minutes. Three minutes. Like, three minutes. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Later, Gators. Bye. Thanks, Eric. See ya.